Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park of our hollow patreon we are here today with a good friend he's a new up-and-comer and man is he a joy to talk to we uh we went on his podcast the other day and we had a fucking blast so i'm happy and excited to have him here it's shane from inquiries of our reality so first thing you guys need to go follow him on his socials and find his podcast follow it and give this guy a listen because it's a lot of fun he's a he's a good dude easy to talk to and like it just had a blast and i'm glad he's here joining us on our patreon so what's up dude i'm super glad to join this conversation i appreciate the awesome introduction (laughs) hell yeah dude like you're good people man like i said uh we had if we had a blast talking with you the other night and like we were talking earlier the conversation between us is just really easy it's real simple you know and and like you said, like our, our energies match, we have like-minded ways of thinking about things and it just kind of, it's kind of like adding an addition to the hollow fam, to your side of the family. It just makes it, it's just a nice click. You know what I'm saying? That's so perfect. I appreciate that, man. Ain't no problem, dude. Like that's what we need. We need like small little armies, you know, back in each other's play all the time. Like then that's, that's how we felt whenever we went on the confessionals with Tony, like it clicked real nice and easy. And it was just like forming that, that family bond where it's like, all right, I fuck with this guy. You know, our conversation was the longest one I had so far. And it was one of those things too, where it was like, all right, is it getting too late for you guys? Like I could have kept going for hours <laughs> past that. So I was I super excited to come back today. <laughs> yeah. I would have stayed on, but I had to get up and go to work the next morning. You know, I was pretty I, much the same too. I ended up getting off, you know, and then, 
sat on the couch for like a half hour, fell asleep, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And like I work sucks. Like, you know, what can I say? Work sucks. But I have to be uh relatively coherent at work in most days or else I'll get killed. So <laughs> that's kind of how it is with me too. It's like after doing all this stuff, you only want to do this stuff, and then going back into your normal job is just like awful existence where it's like you just feel like you're part of like this rat race and Dude. on this side you feel like you're in the know and it's yep. like god damn it i hate going back into that well not only that but it's just like the of the podcast world it's 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 all like good positive energy like we were talking you know and it makes you feel good it, the community's great talking to people is a lot of fun and then you go back to work and you legitimately feel like a cog in the machine like you feel like little fragments of your like that's what you're trading you're you're trading fragments of your soul for a paycheck pretty much 100 percent honest and i'm one of those people that it's like i don't need to make up a lot of money as long as i have enough to support my family so it's like my podcast ever takes off even if i'm not a rich man i'll be more than happy because for me having the best day possible versus having a day i dread is always worth it because i feel like the meaning to life is experience so if i'm not enjoying my experience every single day then what am i doing here big facts man big facts like i like you just look at your life and you're like, this is not how we're supposed to be living. This isn't it. This isn't it. This isn't what especially, was planned for me. Especially going into these deep conversations, it's hard to go into just like small talk with, I don't want to say normies, but you know, people that aren't into this kind of stuff. You're just having <laughs> deep conversations about philosophy and all these conspiracy things. Yeah. And you go back and you got to talk about the weather with just people that just aren't into yeah. it. Yeah. Or fucking felon trees like me. It's just normal bullshit conversations, but uh, I don't know, dude. So what made you initially want to get into podcasting? I know we went over this a little bit off air and everything, but let, you can give us, if you would, give our Patreons a breakdown of what, what spun you in this direction of, of wanting to podcast and enter this world. Well, just like the name, I guess, I had a lot of inquiries of my reality. So I, I've been an avid podcast listener for a long time, and... Everybody is always talking about, hey, I'm just a normal dude. You got to start this stuff up. So going down, I, I usually write poetry. Uh, my one buddy bought me a microphone just trying to get me to rap. He figured if he got it for me, he'd be like, just do it, just do it, just do it. So I had it sitting around. So then I finally messaged uh, Mark from my, my family thinks I'm crazy, said, hey, I really want to try to get into podcast and how do you do it? And uh, can I like co, co not guest, but co-host, I guess, on your show? And uh, he pretty much said, hey, I'm going to have you as a guest on the show. So that kind of set the ball rolling where I threw everything together as best as I could. And, uh, you know, I figured I'd just run with it as far as I could. And I can finally ask the questions that I've been wanting to ask for years here and all these podcasters talk and stuff. So and I can also leave an archive for my kids where, you know, people want to talk about this kind of stuff with them. At least they can look back and, you know, see their dad when he's about 30 years old and know what I'm thinking where, you know, we wouldn't have that kind of stuff with our parents. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. Special. Absolutely. And it's cool, man. Like, it's cool that you view it that way because it's kind of like, uh, like, especially since you've officially started and you're, you're putting your episodes out there on the internet, which is essentially the world's library, the world's record keeping, like there will always be fragments of you out there now. And like you said, if your kids or their kids want to go back and, and find out about you, they can they can pull that shit up and look at the little mark that you left on the world big or small like they'll, they'll see you there you know and that's awesome that's an awesome feeling 
if I can change one person, one person's perspective, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, Nobody normally sure. wants to hear me talk. So if I talk online, the people that want to hear it can hear it. And I'm actually surprised how many people seem to actually want to hear me talk. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's great news. I mean, like I said, uh, we were talking earlier a little bit and it seems like you're, you're lighting your own fire and you're kind of burning down the road with it. And that's awesome. It's awesome to see. And I've always been the pave your own path type. So, you know, I'm just making friends along the way. I'm not trying to, you know, ride anybody's coattails up or anything like that. Just if I make friends, I make friends. If I don't, I just, I'm doing my own thing, you know? Yeah. That's the best way to go about it, dude. And just be like me and Steve always take this massive amount of pride and just being like humble and kind and sincere and a, it's just way better way of living, but B it's just, that's just who we want to be, you know? And I think that resonates with a lot of our listeners and, and uh, we like, we have heard it a million, a million times from our listeners. Like you guys are just salts of the earth, salt of the earth type of people. You know, you're normal guys. You just, you're easy and relatable. So I, I love I like that. Being sincere is half the battle is that, you know, if you're sincere, people want to hear what you have to say because they know that you're not trying to intentionally lie to them. And if there is information that happens to be false, you know, I don't know. I'm assuming it pretty much anybody in this community is the type that would take anything back and say, I've gotten more information. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Yeah. We did it straight up. Like we did it. I think we talked about it a little bit, didn't we? The time traveler that we had. Yep. Yeah. I guess it's that, always a good idea to entertain stuff. I mean, until proven false, that's the type I am. You know, I'll hear anybody's <laughs> ideas on anything until, you know, I get enough information and I can make my own decisions about it. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And like, it was a fun story. It, it, it captivated us and, uh, you know, and then it just, it came out to be, to be fake. And then, you know, we, we didn't want to give it airtime at the same time. You know, we're like, we have to be honest. We have to tell everybody like, yo, dude, we got the, we got the, you know, we got duped there. That's all there is to it. We got duped. So we need to, we need to confess up to that. And that's who we want to be. We want to be honest. That way people aren't like, yeah, these guys are just fucking clout chasers. They just, you know, they just want this that and the other and it's like no we want truth that's what we want that's all we want we want truth half the battle in the community too is i feel like almost everybody in this community is the type of people that observe like crazy so if any liar is going to get caught it's going to get caught in this community because even the people that want to believe in you know almost any topic in this community like they're going to be the first ones to tear it apart to prove somebody false because they want the facts behind it they're not trying to you know jump off of some willy-nilly bullshit they want to just they'll attack anything they can until they can disprove it. If they can't disprove it, they're like, all right, yep, this must be it. Let's follow this one then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, like, it's just, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm glad you're here because like, it's cool to see other people as excited about some of this shit as, as you are, because I read, I mean, some stories I read that in that back of your head, you're like, this is probably bullshit. But at the same time, this is fucking cool. This is cool. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, I like always hearing the flat earth stuff. I mean, me personally, like, I don't want to say I believe in anything necessarily, but I kind of sway more towards like, you know, sphere earth or just some kind of realm. But like, still yeah. like to entertain all the ideas. Like, I, I'm I'm all about the hollow earth thing. If there's any of that kind of stuff that I believe is true, it's that considering how many underground cities have been found recently. Oh, dude. And like, I, not to cut you off, but uh, I forget where it was at, but I saw a fucking article not too long ago and it was it was a picture i think it was over in china somewhere but it had an entire underground forest growing in a fucking cave 
Like yeah, I think it's like Indonesia. They say they have their own uh, weather systems and stuff. There'll be like clouds yeah. inside the caves. That fucking defies everything we've learned. They find like weird ass animals. They, I don't know if it's true or not, but they found that supposed flying little lizard. Good. Good. <laughs> I want I want to know if that's true or, true or fake, but I mean it looked kind of interesting to me. So I mean yeah. I would, it looked more like it would glide than fly. So it made a little bit more sense. That's why I didn't want to discredit it, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Weird stuff but, in weird places. It's kind of like in caves where shit doesn't have eyes because there hasn't been a reason for it. Yeah. And I don't know. The hollow earth theory is pretty fascinating. I haven't dug crazy deep into it, but it I have, you know, dove a little bit. And man, like I wouldn't be surprised at any part of it anymore. But it is like Antarctica is the weird catalyst to a lot of that shit. You know what I mean? I think that's the main entrance. If I had to guess anywhere in the entire fucking planet, it's definitely Antarctica. Like, why else would they not want anybody to go there? And then when when they do go there, they can only go to specific areas. And uh, who was that? That pilot who uh, was a decorated... Admiral Byrd. Yep. He flew over it and talked about all these maps and everything. And then everybody just wanted to discredit him, even though he never lied at any other point in his career. And then it wasn't long after that, he died. Yep, that's how it always seems to happen. Fuck yeah, absolutely. Like, like, it's funny that people in the everyday, which I I mean, I guess I understand to a degree. If you don't, if you don't ever, it's always a plane crash. (laughs) Yeah, like, well, if you don't ever challenge your brain the way we do, if you just kind of like accept life and just kind of go about it normally, I guess you wouldn't ever question Admiral Byrd's death. You'd just be like, I mean, he, he died, like people die that's what happens but you know in our in our reality everybody just stops and like really like could you be any more obvious he died i'm assuming most people in this community are the type where uh we're all overthinkers so it's like rather than overthinking like a past conversation i'd rather tear apart you know a story and figure it out in my head you know entertain my brain for a while while i'm in my normal work job where my brain's just (laughs) and like we have a listener from New Zealand. I believe that's where she's from. And she said that there are flights that leave there all the time to go to or Antarctica. And a lot of them get like, I forget what she described it, but it was like biochecked when they get back, they get checked for make sure they don't have like, I assume like seeds and dirt and shit on their boots and clothes, bringing it back from Antarctica, which is kind of fucking suspect if you ask me. Like there's some kind of weird growth there because there's not supposed to be any kind of seeds or any kind of anything there. Right. It's all supposed to be snow, right? Yeah. When she first said that to me, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, because at first when she said it, I think it was like a biometric scan or something. I'm like, like my, dude, my brain went straight to X-Files. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that these motherfuckers might have parasites or entities within them? And she's like, no. Right? She's like, No. No, God, you're going a little too crazy here. And then, then, like you said, like I got to thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. Antarctica is supposed to be a solid sheet of ice. Like, why the fuck are they getting checked for dirt and seeds and shit? Like, that makes no sense. Talk about weird, too. I saw this ad that was, uh, well, not an ad, but an article that popped up on Google today that said that there was a two-mile ice shelf that fell off and it had scientists worried. So talk about some weird timing to talk about that, too. Yeah, that as soon as the more ice melts, the more stuff's exposed as far as the land goes. And two miles, I guarantee you there's a chunk of land showing now. Oh, that that would be awesome. But there is there is a lot of mystery around Antarctica. And I 
some of it's hard to find because you, you hear about pyramids down there, supposed motherships down there. And then they all get covered up on Google Earth, weirdly enough. Like, why would they be worried about it? Yep. And then they, they, because who was it? I think I was just listening on Tripoli. They had Alex Jones on for a hot minute with Eddie Bravo. And they were talking about trying to go down to Antarctica. And Alex was like, it it won't happen. Or Eddie was like, it's not going to happen. You can't. They'll never let you go down there. You could fund the fuck out of it. And you're not getting there. It's not happening. He's like, they'll take you to like this little. I think you have to be. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, you're good. I think you have to have like special certification to go there and you have to tell them exactly what you're working on and where you want to work on it. It's almost like trying to get into the archives, you know, in the, um, in the Vatican, you gotta be specific to even have them even consider it, you know? Yeah. Isn't that, we jump subject here, but isn't that crazy? Like if you want to view something in the Vatican, a, you have to know it's there. You have to know it is in there. And then you have to specifically ask, about it so that therefore you can't just go down there and be like what cool stuff are you hiding down here like you already have to have you have to be privy to even know there's something down in there and wasn't it like a yeah a massive amount of space they use for all types of different i I can't remember the miles or whatever it was of storage space that they use for all the the things they've acquired throughout history Imagine, and I guarantee you, nobody fully knows what's in there either. Guaranteed, like I would be shocked if people living know what half that stuff is down there. I bet they just find that. I got some. uh, (coughs) There's a. I was listening to some other podcast today. I forgot the doctor's name. Let me look it up real quick. Um, I know I just messaged him earlier, so I want to give him my show. Uh, Doctor Gregory L. Little. He was talking about, um, you know, how there's supposed to be record of everything that happened before the Great Flood underneath mm-hmm. the Sphinx's foot. There's that whole theory about that. Yeah. He was talking about how there's supposed to be three of those places in the world so that if one or two got destroyed, there is still, you know, more record of everything. So I'm almost wondering if this everybody knows the ones underneath the Sphinx, and that's why the go- Egyptian government won't let anybody go down there. Um, but I'm, a, I'm wondering if the second one's actually the Vatican. <laughs> Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise right. me at all. They got a hold of it and they have it, you know? Or And, and same with, uh, what is it, the, the Library of Alexandria? I guarantee you they have half that fucking library in there. I wouldn't doubt that. And it's even, like, you say that, and then it makes me worry because I just saw an article not too long ago about them building a black obelisk. I think it was here in the States, and they're going to use it as a uh, fail-safe. Like, they're going to keep all of humanity's records in it in case of... An apocalyptic event. So it's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. Right. And it's all black. And all black. Yeah, that's even creepier. Right. Like I saw that and I'm like, okay, because this isn't like a cult 101 shit. Like, what are we doing here? See, that'd be one of those things too that they'd never know what's in it because they never, it would be just ancient record. They wouldn't want to destroy it if it was still standing by the time they'd go to check stuff out. So, like, nobody would ever know that record's there. It'd be like another Sphinx mystery. Yeah. It's already a future conspiracy. Exactly. Like it, it, it's, it's all just so fucking bizarre, man. And like the past, like two years, three years since COVID popped off, it just feels like uh, conspiracies have gone through the roof. Uh, paranormal. Conspiracies anymore? Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
the paranormal aspect of it has gone. It's almost like we just went ahead and just dipped off into another dimension and we just accepted it. Like CERN's like, hey, we just fucked the entire timeline again. We need to go ahead and bounce over here. Well, guess what? This over here is just batshit crazy. Nuts. It's like the, the what is it? The great, the great Awakening or the Great Enlightenment or whatever, however they word that. Yeah. Where they're saying that it could have went one of two ways. And it's like we didn't go. Well, actually, I don't know. I guess it depends on your perspective. You could say we went the good way or the bad way because we've gone through some shit. But because of going through some shit, now we have all these podcasters and people that are actually believing conspiracy theories. Yeah, so it's kind of like you forcefully red-pilled everybody, which isn't necessarily a bad perspective. Maybe that's what the Great Awakening or Great Enlightenment, however it was worded, was supposed to be, was just red-pilling everybody without their without their consent. And then the ones that still want to fall for that shit are just, you know, I, best way to describe it, you know, they say, like, the strong survive in nature. It would be, you know, <laughs> not on that side of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, man. Like, there's been so much, so much going on. It's hard to keep. Like, cause there was a time when we and Steve first started this and, and we were like, man, like, do you think like we'll ever run out of shit to talk about like topic wise? And he's like, I don't know. I've thought about that too. And then you just live through the years and pay attention. You're like, yeah, right. We ain't ever running out of shit to talk about. It's impossible. It's fucking impossible. That's what I was my worry for the first like couple days. And then I was like, wait, no, there's, there's just new stuff popping up every day. All I got to do is go on Google and look at these weird ass articles. (laughs) That's it. And like, and you're, you're, you're choosing a little bit different rally. You're, it seems like anyways, right now you're, you're focusing on interviewing people, having them come on and you go on other people's shows and me, you know, me and Steve kind of, we, we do that too, but we also just pick subjects, deep dive into them and then present them to everybody namely see um, one of my issues was i want to get into that but i didn't want to do it by myself so i figured i'd kind of have guests for now until i get a little bit more going yeah. but i like deep diving into stuff like your guys egress story like out of everything i've heard recently it sparked my interest like crazy that's why i hit you guys up in the first place like i want to be part of that yeah for sure like we i mean we, we will we will accept the help for sure because it's just right now we're stalemated we don't know where to go with it and hopefully we can pick the scent up again I mean, I, I feel like, I don't feel like the story's over yet. I don't, I really, I, really, I got two questions that I've been wondering. I've yeah. been wanting to re record that voice on the phone. Mm-hmm. Cause I know it sounds weird, but I'm curious if it's an AI voice that's doing it originally, or if it's a human voice. Cause if it's an AI voice, I'm kind of thinking it may be more of a game, but if it's a human voice, I don't know. It may seem like it's more of like a corporation type thing. I don't know. There's like real people involved. I, kind of I feel like, curious about that. I feel like it's a human but that's what I was thinking too. But, uh, do you listen to the confessionals much? Yeah, actually my, uh, my girlfriend wasn't really into podcasts and now that I've been podcasting, she's starting to get into it. Yeah. So, uh, that's been her favorite that she's been listening to. So I've been listening to that with her cause I'm just happy she listened to the podcast finally. So I just, have you, have you listened to, uh, have you listened to the Enochian military technology episode? No, I haven't. I mean, I follow that stuff myself, but I mean, if you want to reiterate, I'd love to hear it. Bro, you need to hear that fucking story. Like, to date. To date. And this isn't just fucking fanboying on Tony, but to date, that is probably the fucking coolest story I've ever heard in the paranormal world. Hands down, no question. Without ruining it so I don't, so I can listen to it later, what's like the the brief description of, of the story? So the dude comes on, he worked for, he worked for the military. 
I get the feeling that he didn't just like, I get the feeling he wasn't just military. I feel like he had a lot more qualifications than that, but dude, he went like the thing I appreciated about it was that he went into hyper detail throughout his storytelling. Like he could, he starts in the beginning, goes all the way through, but he ended up getting put on this task force to go find a downed aircraft to recover something from it. They go out there where they're not supposed to be. He gets out there and they start having weird shit fucking happen. They find this ship and he said it looked like checkerboard, if I remember right. When they you say ship, there. are you talking about like a boat or like a space, like a spaceship? I th- I think it was like a downed aircraft. Like an aircraft? Yeah, but it was designed kind of weird. And they get in there and he starts... They start going through computers and shit, and he starts uh, seeing a language that he doesn't know. And he's trying to reference it in a book, and one of the guys is like, you ain't going to find that. That's Eno- Enochian, or however you say it. Enochian, however. And he's like, what An- the Anunnaki? I, I think it was Enochian. I could be wrong, though. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong word then. <laughs> Anunnaki as the race, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on their way back out, like they see some type of fucking entities out in the woods and shit. Like, dude, it is a fucking awesome story. Super fucking cool. And uh, if there's anything I follow that I feel like it's fact, it's definitely the Anunnaki stuff. Like, my, my belief is that the Bible and a lot of these religions were referring to them as like angels and stuff like that. And that uh, the missing link is Anunnaki DNA, and that's what switches over from primates to like what we kind of are now. If you're going by like the Sumerian origin story and stuff, it could be. I I wouldn't I wouldn't fucking doubt it at this point. Uh, then you hear about. I like to entertain the idea. Yeah, absolutely. Then you hear about planet Planet X popping around the sun, and they will return, and or they're already here. There's obviously a million and one different theories. And they had the fascination with gold. Talking about how it blocked radiation before there was any way they would have known that. Oh, dude, the Sumerians were on one, bro. Like they had, I saw a tablet that had the entire solar system carved into it. And you're like, there's how? How did they know that when it took us how long to figure that shit out? Like, I'm Thanks sorry. To these little guys, I got one on my logo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like it's, uh, it's it's baffling to the the amount of detail. Like, there's no way that that was just coincidence. It's impossible. There's no way. I've always been curious about. There's a lot of reference to them in a bunch of different ancient cultures, and they're always carrying this bag. And uh, my logic with the bag thing is: have you, have you seen Alien Covenant by chance? I don't think so. Although it's surprising because I do. I am a fan of the franchise. Do you know what the engineers are? Or, yeah. you know, they referenced alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like an engineer's type situation where they, like, use that bag of some, of some way, shape, or form to, like, sprout life in places. That's always kind of been my theory, and that's why all these huh. different places always have that bag in their hand, is I feel like it was, like, the equivalent of, like, in the beginning of the movie, they go to this planet, and this guy has this ball, and he opens it and hits it, and he, like, crumbles into it, and then that's what starts forming life on the planet as it extends, because it was like a lifeless planet before he uses this device. So I'm almost curious if that bag is something similar to that. Dude, 
maybe and you hear about theories of of the ets whether it be the anunnaki or whomever uh they, they use that phrase like seeding planets you know they take a little bit from here and they'll move on to another one to kind of which which would bring us to like this whole theory that we are just a petri dish in somebody's fucking science experiment see my theory that i've been thinking about too is that mars since it used to have the waterways i feel like Originally, there was life on Mars. It may have been an advanced civilization. And then, you know, we got too hot. So we, or whatever, whatever happened that it made the place desolate. So then we moved to the planet that was able to sustain life. And then, you know, we just kind of forgot over generations, different things happening and didn't realize it. But it's almost like that thing that we all just keep planet hopping because that's as far as we can go because we don't know what's past that, you know? It could be. And it seems like through pictures and stuff like that, that they're, there's at least a slight chance of evidence that there there was life on Mars prior, and I've thought that too. Like maybe, maybe at one point we jumped from Mars to here, and then unknowingly, like you're saying, like unknowingly we're gonna jump back, which is just terrible because that just proves that our race sucks. That we just constantly fuck planets up and we can't, we can't get it right. We'll be on Venus next as the sun starts uh starts dying. <laughs> That'll be yeah. the next one we hop to. Right. That'd be terrible, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm fucked because I ain't getting on a spaceship and going to another planet and they have them. I don't even get in airplanes and fly. So I ain't getting yeah, on a spaceship. Gonna, I ain't doing gonna it. Gonna take away all your all your freedoms like they did from you know 9-11 too. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna hop on that, they're gonna do a full search of every single cavity and every single thing you have on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure by now number. I'm sure by now we're on a couple different watch lists. Which is fine. I'm not really that worried about it. I don't know. It's, you know, I've always been curious about that. If they really do watch the little guys like that, or if they don't consider us little guys, because I guess once you start getting a following, you know, like I was saying on our last podcast about the word alchemy thing, you can change people's complete perspective of reality. <laughs> Just yeah, hearing your possible. words. I feel like, I feel like without question, you get put on a list, but I don't feel like it's one of those ones where they hyper pay attention to you like like you and me for example say we're on a list i don't feel like they they particularly pay too much attention to us but what that is is that's a fucking reference so if your name were to pop up over here somewhere they run your name they're like oh well shane's on this list too he's somebody we definitely need to be all right he's making advancements he's doing this that and the other i feel like it's just a reference thing because i've heard i don't know if there's any truth to it or not but i've heard that once you get your motorcycle license, you automatically go on a watch list for gang activity. You know, I got my medical card in Michigan too. And there's always a theory about that too, because they're worried about people. Well, now that it's recreational, you don't know if they watch it like that. But when you first just had medical in the state, I feel like they watched it to see if you bought large quantities to make sure you weren't basically, you know, legal drug dealing in a way. <laughs> uh, that actually kind of makes sense. Like I could totally see that theory. That makes sense. Like I, I don't, I don't feel like that would be out of the realm. It makes. Or it, they watch you depending on the different categories of you know government departments. You know, if you seem like you're somebody that's going to spark more something that this department watches or this one, they just kind of have your name on a watch list within what department they think that you're going to be the most, you know, cause the most yeah. issues with. Yeah, Shane, he's got he's got weed now, and now oh, he just bought an AK-47. Oh shit, he's about to turn into a cartel leader. 
Yeah, we got to get this guy. <laughs> they got to be watching Tony by now. Now that he's saying that he's got his own little self-sustaining community, like I guarantee you, if they're watching anybody in this community, like by far, it's probably Ben Benjamin Balderson. I don't know if you know him, but he's like an off-grid guy. Yeah, and I feel like they're watching Tony because they they're definitely watching those off-grid guys because they were referencing it on another podcast I was listening to. But they yeah. want to scare people away from the woods because they want everybody to one get pushed into the city. Two, once you're in the city, you have to work corporate jobs. When you work corporate jobs, you can't say the things you want to say because you're going to, you know, you might ruin your corporate job if you say the wrong thing. So they kind of just like force you into being the person that they want you to be. And if you're living out in the woods, it doesn't doesn't matter. You can be a crazy redneck. You can be a crazy hippie. You can, you know, <laughs> have yeah. a little white picket fence in the middle of the middle of the woods with some chickens and sustain yourself. But they're worried about those people, you know? Well, I don't know if, it, if this is for everywhere, but I know... In some places, I think Illinois is one. You have to be, you have to have one attachment to the grid now, or you can get in trouble. So you, you have to at least have I've water, heard that electricity. One of them, you have to have one. No more. I've heard they're doing that in a lot of states where they're making off-grid illegal. Oh, I bet. And like, there's some states, maybe all of them, can't collect rainwater. Nope. That's Michigan's not. one of them. Yeah. How it's funny, I got that? chickens and I'm not supposed to have them in my city. And my next door neighbor, she collects rainwater that she waters her plants with. So we've never had a conversation with each other, but I think it's kind of one of those like, all right, you ain't saying shit, I ain't saying shit, it is what it is. <laughs> right, yeah. But but how fucked up is that? How fucked up is it they're going to go, you ain't collecting rainwater, bitch. Ain't happening. Not in my house. <laughs> yeah, hell no. I don't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't make, make sense. It's just all about profit. That's what it comes down to. Cause there's no other logical reason why they wouldn't want you to collect rainwater other than they're yeah. trying to collect revenue. Same Absolutely. with the Tesla thing. They shit on Tesla because you didn't want to uh, make it so you had to pay for power. And that's why they put all their eggs into Edison's basket. And that's why, right. you know, we have Edison electric and shit now is cause he found a way to charge you for every single little penny that he possibly could. Cause capitalist country, people talk about it being so great, but you know, there's a lot of downfalls to it. There is like, I, I'm not arguing it, but, uh, it's just, fuck, it sucks. Like they just had, they found they found a perfect way for them to make money is what happened. Like they just, it's it, for government. It's the perfect system. They perfected slavery in every which way they, people are slaves and don't even realize it. You get tricked thing. into it and you hand away your freedoms without even realizing it. Like everybody with the vaccinations, Everybody's like, oh, just get it because it's safe for everybody. But it's like, you don't get the main message here. By letting them do that, you're giving them the right to tell you what you can and can't put in your body. Yeah. It's like, I don't disagree if you want to yeah. get it or don't want to get it. I personally don't want to get it. But my main reason for getting it is that I'm not going to let them have that over me. Same with the masks. Like, I refuse to wear that shit. And it wasn't yeah. even about, like, safety of people around me. It was just proving a principle that I'm not going to give them the right to do that. Otherwise, that freedom is going to be stripped. Like I was saying with 9-11... As soon as everybody handed over their freedoms, now look at planes. It's just part of flying on a plane. You know you're going to yeah. get everything torn apart. Yeah, that's the bad thing, too. Like, once you give the government something, you'll never get it back. They keep... And any freedom they strip, they're not going to make it obvious. Yeah, and it's it seems like it's been... Well, I mean, we all know. We all know it's been under attack for as long as... As long as I can remember. They've They've been trying to dismantle the second amendment they've been trying to that now they're dismailing the the first trying to take away your freedom of speech and it's real it's happening that was my 
my theory on all the school shootings is uh, I'm not saying that they didn't happen, but I feel like the people that did them were deployed on purpose. That, that's my theory, because, of course, if you want to have a disaster and everybody stands behind, you can't stage everything. So I believe that that honestly happened because the government would kill a bunch of citizens and not think twice about it. But yeah, even if they were like subliminally fucking with these kids, even through like, you know, they, they can brainwash people through almost anything now. So even if it was something simple, like they knew this kid like playing Fortnite and they'd flash images every now and then that the kid didn't even notice. It's like that thing from Fight Club, you know? Yep. And it just started triggering weird things in his brain where he was just like seeing pictures of dead kids and he was just like thinking about dead kids and then that transitioned into something, you know? Dude, it's... I hate to say that, but it's possible. I I kind of in the same... I'm When it comes to the shootings, I'm kind of in the same camp. <laughs> Ironically enough, uh, which is... They are fucking tragedies. They should never happen at all at whatsoever. Like, uh, like that's the one thing that'll never be okay is hurting children like that's that's never gonna be okay ever that's half the reason i homeschool my daughter is because it's like these people nowadays and the whole manipulation of everybody like i don't trust send her to school i want her to be a free thinker because i had an issue in school not because i wasn't a smart guy but because i would see the answer or there'd be like you know like a four-part question or something and i would say all of these could be right for these different reasons and i just thought in a different perspective and they wanted you to think in that one-way type answer where now when I do school October, I'll explain why these multiple answers could be correct. And then I tell her, like, this is what they would want you to say, though. So that she gets that method of thinking that she can think for herself. But if she needs to, like, quote, blend into the real world, like she knows what the answer would be, what people would expect. But I mean, yeah. knowing how to do that stuff, I feel like you can almost play the game, though, because it's like, oh, yeah, at work, like I, I can I know everybody's tells. I know when people are lying to me, like I tear apart stories. So if things are weird, it's like people think i'm playing dumb but you know like i, I figure stuff out <laughs> yeah i don't want people are lying to me like i'm an yeah. observant person i've always been that's why i'm into this kind of shit is because i'm watching news stories like that's not fucking right why is yeah. that weird oh, yeah that video is weird <laughs> yeah a lot of it a lot of it is pretty easy to pick out and you're right they that that's the whole purpose of school systems anymore it's not to teach kids it's to it's to make them assimilate it's to get them ready for the 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 world the the their world anyways not ours and they figure out who's going to be the leader types and they kind of push them in that direction because they like the types that can manipulate the rest of the crowd and they'll yeah. push them that way and it the types that are the black sheep like us that you know are intelligent and can get a crowd to follow us it's just a matter of not fitting into that system you know they, they push us to the side and black sheep us like we're not important yeah and like like one of the things i even believe it or not i uh went to my uh, local school board hearing when they were doing the math stuff and uh obviously I, I was one for you know making the math optional for the kids but uh you know one thing i told him i was like you know we went there that day to meet our teacher and my son was he looked at me like he was sad because he had to wear one and like yeah he did something wrong and uh like, I, I'm not okay with that, man. Like, I'm not okay with uh, making my child fall in line. I'm not okay with, you know, because a, a lot of the people at the school board, I was listening, I was the last one to speak, and they were all, like, saying, like, you know, well, if we don't do this, they're going to pull the funding. You know, we don't want them to wear it either, but it is what it is. And I'm like, look what you're teaching kids. You're teaching kids. You're teaching people. That just because somebody up here says you have to do this, that you have, then you have to. 
And I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I, I won't teach my child that I'm going to teach my child that he always has another option. There's always another way now given. And I said it right to their faces. I was like, given that other option might fucking suck. You know, you might get kicked out of school. You might lose your job. But Somebody you has to stand up, though. Yeah, you always have an option, man. And I'm like, I can literally remember when I was in school and they, the message back then was follow your dreams. You can be anything you want to be. I can remember being in third grade. I still remember this. And them asking me, you know, there was that question, uh, who do you want to be when you grow up? Who do you want to be? And I drew a picture of Michael Jordan. Like that was my idol back then, you know, like, like that was most kids in the nineties. Thanks to Space yeah. Jam. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, and like, but those were the questions we got asked back then. And now I feel like it's not like that. I feel like it's, this is what you need process, move forward, process, move forward. And it sucks, man. It sucks because it kills, it kills people's creativity. It kills people's confidence. It kills so, like, Kills people's thinking ability and problem solving too. Absolutely. I mean, even the mask too, but it damages kids' ability to like pick up on speech because they can't see somebody's lips moving. So I, you can't make out words. Half my problem during COVID was I was like, bro, I can't hear what the fuck you're saying. It sounds right. And I, right. I read a lot of lip too. So it's like, if you're at a distance, like, bro, you can yell all you want. I still can't, I, just, I can't hear you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just been a fucking crazy world, man. I'm glad. Well, fingers crossed. We're on the fucking downhill side of that. Like I'm ready for force red pill. I'm ready to get back to normal all the way. But then again, now we have looming fucking food crises popping up and, and gas and oil. And it seems like it's just one fucking tragedy after the next. And you just can't catch a break in today's world. I keep getting this weird scenario in my head. That's going to get to a point where it's like best way to describe it is like a post-apocalyptic movie. And we're going to be like the outlaw broadcasters that are like, we all need to rise up now. Now's the time. I've been telling you guys this shit for five years and nobody did anything. That's why we're here now. Bruh, I, I hope <laughs> Then everybody will be way. listening. Yeah, I hope it's not that way. Like a lot of people think that those scenarios would be fucking dope. And you're like, no, they're not going to. I don't be. want that for my kids. I think that's the difference is the podcasters are the people that don't have kids. They're looking at it from like, they're like, that'd be awesome. Like a movie perspective. But like, I don't want my yeah. kids growing up in that world. No. I don't even want my kids growing up in a COVID world. Like, I was uh, telling you the story about, you know, the one child that was a miscarriage and stuff. And uh, like, if that would have been the case that we would have had that baby then, like I wouldn't have been allowed in the room or anything like that when the kid was born. Like, that's yeah. how crazy that shit was. Like, I yeah, lucked my... out that I was able to be there when he was there. And I was, it was only one person in the room and I still had to wear a mask the whole fucking time. But, you know, I wasn't going to miss my kid's birth. Yeah, for sure. And I actually had a boss, uh, my old boss. He wasn't allowed to see his dying mother because of the, of the COVID she had cancer and was dying. I wasn't going to make it I've much heard a longer. couple stories about that. Like people and not being able to see people's last moments. It's awful. It's sad. Yeah, he, he flew all the way down to Florida to see her. And when he got there, they're like, no, you ain't coming in. Like it's too dangerous. And he's like, that's my dying mother. She's dying. And they're like, no, it's not happening. Saying the oh Pfizer papers came out and said all those tests. And even now it still pops up positive for like flu and cold and all that. So it's like, half these people that may have passed away in the hospital and their families didn't get to see them. Like there's, there's a good chance they may have just had a flu or a cold, you know, like it wasn't even COVID and they didn't get to see their last moments over something so minuscule like that, you know? Yeah. And if that's the case, that's depressing, dude. Like people, 
I don't know. That's something we'll never get back. You know, you'll never get that moment back. You'll never get that time back. And I don't know. That's terrible. That's fucking terrible. Like, I don't really even anymore. Like I don't, I don't listen to the news. I don't fucking read the news. I don't care about hearing about COVID or fucking this president, that president, because it's just all, it's all trash. That's that's the way I view it. It's all just fucking trash. Like you can, you can put it's that all up. Bias anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's all opinion pieces. And somebody said something to me a while back that made a lot of fucking sense. And I've always been like a person where it's like anybody with dot gov, I'm not, I'm not trusting you. It's not happening. But somebody was like, you know, think about it. Like to have this side of the coin in media. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Maybe they sound crazy to you, but you also need the other, other side of the coin too. That way it constantly creates a disruption pattern in society. Because if one or the other just reigns supreme, people are eventually going to be like, you know, this motherfucker just sounded more like a dictatorship and just crazy. Whereas if you have two sides of the coin and they're constantly bickering, well, that creates teams for people to jump on. And then it kind of like levels out where, and it just made, it just made a lot of sense where you're kind of like, I see that. Like, I totally see that where you, like you Republican or Democrat, they're still saying the same shit. It's just a different way of wording it. So it's like, they're still pushing the same agenda. It's like, we're talking about, that it's like they play this game where everybody's shaking, yelling at each other, and as soon as the cameras stop rolling, you know they're all they're all best friends. <laughs> Dude, that's, I believe that hundred percent. I really do. I don't think that. I don't think any of them have our best interests at heart. I don't. I think all it boils down to for them is what lines their pockets. Unfortunately, how many news people are linked to like the Epstein situation too? That's the other thing you got to keep in mind. Is that yeah. you know most of these people are pushing an agenda, even if you know say they aren't necessarily a pedophile but they started coming into that community you know how it is you kind of just like say okay yeah i'll come to the party because you're just trying to fit in all yeah. they got to do is just get a picture of you standing next to a child in your entire career you have to do exactly what they say because if that gets released it's our fun. community the rest of the world is going to tear it apart you know and especially yeah. the way that like you see these photos of like the ritual looking things they wear and stuff like that and it's like there's no doubt in my mind if you see a picture of a big newscaster standing next to somebody in a cult robe people are going to tear that shit apart that person's career is over at that point yeah you say that and that that uh makes me think of it's a big subject change but uh it makes me think of cern and that the ritual the the mock ritual that was out front what do you think about that mm -hmm. you talking about the the statue they have out front well or can you reiterate a little bit they at CERN they have that statue of Shiva out front, which is the goddess of destruction, right? Well, one which night is weird, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But one night in there, I think there's video of it. But they they have people outside dressed in robes, and I think they make a quote unquote mock human sacrifice to it. Have you seen that? It's kind of like that. Uh, it reminds me of that spirit cooking thing where. They were like, oh, we're just acting it out, but it's not real. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's just a matter of perspective. Like, they're just trying to play it off like, oh, it's a blah, blah, blah. But they're actually doing it. They're just trying not to, like, scare people. It's almost like, a, you know, like a murderer being in, like, a haunted house. Everybody thinks it's part of the show, but realistically, yeah. it's actually happening. Yeah, and then, like, you take you take that. even Okay, let's pretend that's mock. Let's just pretend that it's fake. But then you take CERN's logo, and it 
definitely has 666 within the logo. You can you can tear that apart and see it. So in which case, you know, a logical person is going to sit down and go, okay. So this is all supposed to be science-based discovery. We're just looking for cool shit. We're looking for the God particle and this and that. Well, why the fuck are you wasting your time with these mock rituals? Like, what are we doing here? Like, there's got to be a reason to, for it. Trying to see something on the other side. That's what I think it comes down to. And the scariest I, part is, like, you don't understand how black holes or wormholes work. So they could splash two particles together, have something that's microscopic. And all you know, they could take up the entire universe after a certain period of time. They don't know how to stop it. As far as we know, like, if they suck in light and everything, there's nothing you could put in that thing to stop it. Yeah, that's what me and Steve were talking about one night. We... Like we were talking about it and I'm like, that's what fucks me up about the whole thing is that they can all be sitting there and they're like, listen, we don't know what's going to happen when we push this button. We could literally push this button and create a black hole and destroy the entire universe. And somebody in there goes worth it Boop. in the name of science, hit the button, sent it full send. And thankfully, well, <laughs> to our knowledge, it didn't create anything. Negative. Hey, Hollow Cult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. But odds are, yeah, that we know of. Odds are, it's highly possible that it did because I've heard all types of, I've heard people seeing demonic images around like in the clouds and stuff around CERN when they were launching it. I've seen articles. Did you see right? that weird like electric formation that happened in the clouds one day where it looked like uh like they really did open something fucked up and everybody was taking pictures of it? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, there's been a lot of weird stuff around CERN. I actually got a connection I just made that might actually link back to your guy's story that I was just thinking about. I got to look up where the location is, but did you know about that uh, hydrogen hydrogen particle collider, whatever it was called, that uh, they were building in the United States back in the day? I don't think so. I don't know if I've heard about that. I'll have to look up the exact area it is, but if it happens to be anywhere near the area that we're, or like one of the egress areas, yeah, like the way they're describing that stuff, there's this movie called The Void that it's about like interdimensional rifts. And they're talking about sacrifice like that and stuff. And I wonder, just making like a weird connection just to maybe run on. I'm almost curious if egress is near where that supposed hydrogen particle collider is. And then if they're talking about interdimensional rifts, I wonder if they are some government agency that has like a link to that somehow. Like, I'm honestly, I don't know why I just made that connection, but I'm kind of curious to look into where that's at. I I wouldn't be surprised by it because, you know, egress itself. They supposedly stopped halfway through construction and filled it with concrete. So <laughs> you know how that usually goes when the yeah, government says it, something like that. They filled it with concrete. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to buy it. It was supposed that. to be bigger than CERN, too. That was the, bit, the even scarier part. That's that's bizarre, which means they could have essentially done something and fucked something up and like, yeah, we better shut this down. But yep. egress itself, egress means to exit. Like, it's just exit. And that's just like... That's what I was looking up too. Like maybe exit this reality. That's why yeah. I was just kind of making that connection. Yeah. And you're talking about yeah. riffs, and I feel like they have a lot of cult symbolism. Like you should check that movie out. I don't know. It kind of like sparked I'll check it out. Yeah. In my head. Yeah, and uh, like especially when you take egress in conjunction with like the flyer itself, like everything that's talking about, like that's all like a like a spiritual type of exit. Like you know, you're talking about. Because caves, caves have been linked to portals and and all types of other shit. Mirrors, portals. Um, what else was there? That's there? why I was making that connection too, and that ritual anchor. Yeah, yeah, like, and like, and I was thinking of the only place in America where they could maybe like mess with rifts, and maybe this place is somehow linked to that place. Oh, damn, I gotta look that up now. I'm super curious. Possible, if that's in Kentucky. Dude. That's like a whole other rabbit hole to fall into now. Yeah, it's it's super possible, and I don't know, man. It it's fuck. It's interesting. It's and ever since ever since Egress, uh, we like I've seen plenty of shit, which I've talked about on you know our Patreon a few times. But I've seen what they you know what would be described as like that predator entity. Uh, I have seen all say I want to talk to you guys after I heard that story too because it sounded pretty close to the kind of stuff that I experienced. Which one? Steve's dream? Yeah, Steve's dream with yeah. that thing creeping up in the doorway. 
Yeah. Like I said, I never really like saw the things when I had sleep paralysis, but it was more like a dark shadow. So I'm almost curious if it's like a level of like transparency, you know what I mean? Like that they're just more transparent when he saw them, but maybe I was seeing them, but they're more like kind of blending into the, into the shadows, I guess you could say. Could be man. Cause I, I have never experienced sleep paralysis at all, but then there was a guy who we fuck with a lot named Kenneth and he was having cases like that where he was seeing a shadow person and then it started talking to him all types of fucking crazy creepy shit and thankfully because steve's like steve i know steve and i know that he he doesn't get scared easily when it comes to like the entity side of things like me but he's like dude when i have sleep paralysis it's like sheer terror it is fucking terrifying it's honestly probably the most horrifying feeling I've ever experienced in my life. Cause it's like, you can move your eyes, you can kind of move your head and it's almost like, I don't know. You can't really talk. You're kind of like mm-hmm. when you try. So it's like, you can kind of feel that your throat wants to work, but it like doesn't make sense. Like that, that's if I've never felt anything in my life that made my body feel more like a vessel than like me, you know? Yeah. It's dude. I couldn't, I would hate to go through that because I'm, I don't like vivid dreams. Vivid dreams will fucking put me on one for a while. I couldn't imagine experiencing what you guys did with the the sleep paralysis. I know that I would be, man, I would be terrified. Absolutely terrified. Yeah, I experienced that as a kid too. And it just like became like a normal thing because it happened all the time when I was a kid. Now it's like once every couple of months it'll happen. I've gotten so used to it, it. It's kind of weird. Oh, speaking of that, before I forget, that particle collider is in Texas. And you remember your guy started saying me, you started making connections to Texas? Oh, fuck. That's weird. I'll have to tell Steve that. Yep. I was saying it's talking about how it's three times bigger than CERN's in this article. I'll send it to you. Yeah, dude. It's like an abandoned building. I'm kind of curious to look into this building now. Wouldn't that be some weird shit? Like, stuff happens for a reason. We just happen to have this conversation, this connection to find this fucking building. Right. That is fucking weird, dude. That is really weird. Wouldn't it be weird if it's in the woods? Yeah, it would be fun. It says it's in the middle of the desert, but I see like grass and stuff around it. I wonder if there's trees around it. I wonder if that's like a, another reference to everything. That'd be could be. weird, man. Could be. That's fucking weird. That is absolutely bizarre. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I didn't, I had no idea about that. And then the fact that you had, you know, talked to Mark and there's, there's Crowley connections to, to Texas and Austin. And I think Austin was where the flyer was found. I don't know. It says the middle of the desert. I kind of want to see if it says what city it's outside of. If it's outside of Austin. That'd be weird, dude. <laughs> that'd be horrifying. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if it's by Austin. It probably is. No one our luck. It probably is. Yeah, because that would make the most sense because that's the most uh, abandoned. It says that it was abandoned, quote unquote, and they filled it with concrete. But again, you know how that shit goes. They probably oh, started yeah. getting onto something and they're like, nobody look at us anymore. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Near I, the town of Waxahachie. I don't know if you want to look that up on a map. Maybe that is somewhere near Austin. W-A-X-A-H-A-C-H-I-E. W-A-X. I got A-H. it. Yep. Yeah, it pulled right up. And keep in mind that this thing's supposed to be, uh, was going to be 87.1 kilometers. So it's it's... You're gonna be pretty fucking big. Where the fuck is Austin at? Like I know the one in uh the one in Europe, the CERN one, that one like pretty much takes up like the whole underneath of that city. 
So I mean, like, yeah. I won't be surprised if this thing is like, even if it's like a city outside of Texas, it probably reaches underneath, uh, or not outside of Texas, but outside of Austin. Probably <laughs> it's, reaches. It's Austin. actually, it's actually right outside Dallas, like right outside Dallas, not far at all. Was it Dallas or Austin that had the connections that you guys were saying? Sorry. I think it was Austin. Austin. But, How but far then, is that from there then? It's not Austin's not that far. Like it's still plausible. I mean, I bet but Texas is so goddamn big. Because it's it's a pretty it'd probably be a pretty far jump. On a map though, it's not that far. Now I'm kind of curious if uh you guys got some listeners down there, if there's anybody that's somewhat near that area that could scope out this building and give us uh some feedback and if they see anything weird there. Oh, I bet it's still monitored. Shit, if somebody has like a drone or something, even if that, that a, thing gets knocked out, if that thing gets knocked out, you know, something's fishy going on there. Right. Was that a corporate building or a military building? It looks like it's uh like a, uh, I'm trying to see what it describes. U.S. lies in the abandoned desert. Um, I don't think it says anything specific on at least this article. Oh, uh, but the U.S. government, Congress ultimately defunded the project. So it was a military project. The military project, project of some sort. Yeah. If it was a military project, the ground, like, because we have up in the, not far from us at all, there's a abandoned military base in the woods, and it apparently was a missile silo for the Cold War, and they have a fence built all the way around it. I haven't yet to be, I haven't been there yet, but on the fence, it 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 still says like, if you trespass, you will face like federal fine or federal punishment and stuff like that like it'll be a no joke punishment if you get caught inside that base i wonder, wonder if they still have some kind of like sensors or something like that set up to know if anybody like opens it or something i don't i don't know like but i know i know steve his brother knows a kid that went in there with his gopro filmed it put it on youtube and it wasn't long after they he put it on youtube he was contacted by the government and said, you need to take this shit down now. And I guess that's all they did to him. They didn't press charges. They didn't do anything. They probably didn't have anything crazy hidden there. It's probably just uh, more so like a, say like a safety aspect, but yeah. you know, they could have some old abandoned military documents or something like that down there. So they're looking at it from that perspective of like, almost like breaking into like a social security office or something, you know, yeah. not yeah, like, uh, it's still, I'm sure I'm hiding still- shit here. Yeah, I'm sure it's still owned by the federal government. You know, I guarantee they didn't just let it go. So you're, it's still you're still going to face those fines and that punishment on a federal level because they own the property. It's theirs. <coughs> but it's yeah, and they don't play because they, they got to set a principle. Yeah, exactly, and that's like I've always wanted to kind of go in there, but it's kind of like fuck. Dude, it'd be my luck where I get caught and then they throw the book at me. It just that's always been my luck when it comes to the wall. I always get the book thrown at me. That's always been my thing. I used to urban explore for a while, and then it was like when I started getting a little bit older, it was like I didn't want to risk it because I can't spend a night in jail, you know, because I got kids and shit. Yeah. So when I didn't when I didn't have kids, it didn't matter. If I just spent a night in jail, it's whatever. I didn't give a shit. But now it's like I got responsibilities and shit, so I can't take the risk as much as you know. I'd love to do it again. I miss it, but yeah, for sure. And that's one thing me and Steve are gonna. We're going to do in the near future, like we're trying to amass the equipment to start going out and doing things. 
Man, I wish you guys were way closer to my state because I'd love to join you guys on this stuff. But I yeah, like you guys what are state are you in? Hour drive, Michigan. Oh yeah, we're at Michigan. Uh, Detroit area. I oh, live no like a couple miles out of Detroit. Uh, because uh, last year, it was last year. Yeah, this past Thanksgiving, me and my wife drove drove up to Escanaba to meet to uh, hang out with her mom. Oh man, if you guys ever come out this way again, we'll have to meet up and do something for sure. Yeah, yeah we drove up to Escanaba, stayed up on the, the lake there. We got a cabin and we all just hung out there for Thanksgiving. It was fucking beautiful. Let's say we got some some great, great uh landscape in Michigan. If there's one thing we got, it's like we get all four seasons. So the best time to be here is during fall because we got yeah. so much pretty colors in the trees and stuff. Yeah, my a lot of my wife's family is from up there. A couple years prior, we went up there for, uh, she's going to kill me because I can't think of where we went, what, what city it was. Lansing. Was she born in Michigan? I think so. I remember correctly. I know she, she grew up around Detroit, I believe. A lot of her family is in Lansing. You know, our mom lives up in Escanaba. A lot I'll of, have to uh, tell you the city I'm from and see if she knows the city. I just don't want to say it on the air because you no, know right people. Yeah, right on. Uh, yeah, she got a lot of family, a lot of native natives up there in her family and stuff, which is awesome. Yeah, that's that's what I get. My grandma was, was 100% Cherokee, so I got some cool stories and stuff like that from her too. <laughs> that's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah, actually, my wife's uh, uncle. I feel like that's all Michigan's heritage. You don't find any. <laughs> Yeah, my, it no, keeps lagging. So it's like as you pause, I start talking, and yeah, then yeah. you start talking. My bad. Yeah. No, it's good, dude. It's good. Uh, but yeah, her uncle, he gave us our first big Bigfoot call in. He's from Oregon. Oh, I know. When you're doing one of your uh, the phone call shows. Yeah, yeah. He let. Well, he just get, he just calling. Yeah, he just left a voicemail for us, and and then we got to play it on the show. So that was super cool. But it, it was fun. You see a sighting? Is that what it was? Yeah, he did. Yep, he he did. He saw him while he was hunting out in Oregon. How good? Uh, how good did he say he saw him? Like how descriptive was he? What, what did he see exactly? I'm kind of curious now. He said that. Uh, he said he saw it walking. He's like it looked like an ape walking through the woods because he was up in his stand and he's like I just seen it walk past, just walking. He's like it. It walked like a man. <laughs> I think I, you said, heard all those ties to those things being like interdimensional. I mean, oh yeah, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of that. Like Steve's in that camp where he thinks a lot of everything is interdimensional, and uh, I, I always tell him, I'm like, I don't, I don't think everything's interdimensional. I, I, I'm like, I just don't like that narrative. I'm like, you can beat me up all you want, but like, I still like to think that at least some aliens are from other planets within our fucking universe. Like I, I kind of go both ways. I like to believe that there's both things. Oh, like, I, depending I, I, on what the topic is. Yeah. I, I think there's interdimensional beings and aliens. Yeah. Without question. Like I, I definitely think interdimensional beings are real. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if stranger things hit on it, you know, with the upside down. That was that what project Motov or whatever. If you look into uh, it, that Montauk. was what that was based on. Yeah, it was Montauk Project. Montauk. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's been a while since I looked yeah. that one up. It's been like four years or so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they even had a monster in that in that story in the Montauk Project. They called it the Montauk Monster. Something came through and fucked that whole facility up. 
I'm, I, from what I've seen with Netflix too, I feel like they have a lot. I feel like Netflix is in the know and they're one of those places that tries to hide things in plain sight, be it if it's for good intentions or bad. I haven't quite figured out yet, but like either one, they're trying to tell people stuff or two, they're trying to like basically be like, how oh, look how dumb you are. We're putting this shit right in front of your face. Like that don't look up movie. Perfect example. <laughs> yeah, well, and they, they, uh, they say like in a lot of my, my studies, they, there's like that whole like karmaic rule that goes to the universe. Like you have, they have to tell us what they're doing to us, even if it's like a subtle roundabout way, but karma and its properties are real and they have to let us know that they're doing whatever to us. It can be as subtle as just a, then you won't be so surprised when you figure out that it's real. That was my theory on squid game. I think that that like, I've thought shit like that's happened for fucking ever, but I feel like they put that out as like a like entertain people to the idea because you know everybody that watched that show was like damn i wish that there was really a thing like this so i can make some money like not me made it so everybody considered it so if it ever pops up it's not a foreign idea or everybody's shocked by it everybody's like oh yeah people are gonna die like whatever bro i fucking watch the show about this let's do it <laughs> well i mean realistically if you if you want to equate it like it's happened look at the coliseum gladiators that's true I mean, people used to watch that shit like they used to go there and love that shit I mean, even like UFC, it's not that far off from that besides the part that people don't die, but it's essentially just people being entertained by watching somebody else get beat to a bloody pulp. Yep. That, uh, what's, what's the phrase for it? Uh, wine and bread or whatever, yep. where they, it's just pretty much distract everybody. Yep. It's some kind of crazy entertaining thing, so they're not paying attention to what you're doing politically. Yep, yep, and it's, yeah, it's happened before. Like I said, they, they used to fight to the death, and I'm sure, well, there was rewards involved. You know, the best gladiators would get treated better. If not, their freedom. And there, there's a lot of them too that were, uh, they were slaves. And what they do is they would, uh, pick the best, strongest slaves and say, if you win to this point, you get your freedom. Yep. So these people would full heartedly fight because they wanted to get their freedom. So they, there was either die or get their freedom. So it was worth it for them. So they fought to their full extent, you know, Absolutely. they took advantage of that and exploited that because they didn't even have to, you know, find people. It was just, you're a slave. You want your freedom. All right, let's go fight. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like what? Not to change the subject again, but one of the things that like is constantly compelling me, or especially right now, like Steve told me about these theories that the United States government actually participates. Like they they create their own abduction scenarios. Have you ever heard about that? Like they pretend like to be dilute aliens. out the stories. I don't know. They pretend to be aliens. And they would they will abduct people and ex experiment on them. And apparently, Mac that's has, has that has, whole uh, has thing about them doing um the the fake alien invasion to you know make Blue martial Bean. law happen again. Yeah, Blue you Bean. about that. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of some kind of link to that where it's again just kind of showing the population like what an alien is, so to speak. Maybe so that they can know. trick people into something farther on where they'll see it like a you know a midget in a little green suit and be like, Oh, that's an alien. They'll think there's a full on alien invasion when the military is just showing off their futuristic technology. Cause they're already 30 years ahead of us. <laughs> could be, man. It, I don't know. It could be. It's just, it's, it's fascinating to me. Cause like in a lot of my research, like there was the, the black helicopter phenomenon popping up. And apparently the military for a long time has had the ability to track ETs and abductees and then like so say you would get abducted well 
the next couple of nights, you'd start noticing black helicopters in the area. And unbeknownst to you, the, the military would come in and re-abduct you to learn why the ETs abducted you, what they did to you, and possibly like why you were selected. Like what made I've you been curious special. about that too. Like <sighs> what, why, what exactly make, like there has to be a rhyme or reason to the reason they pick certain people, you know, it's not just yeah, for sure. completely random. Like people like to believe. Well, there was a, a story we covered. It was out, um, around Dulce, New Mexico. And the, the, I think it was local law enforcement and maybe a rancher or something like that. They noticed that some of the fucking cattle were being marked with like a UV style marking, almost like if you, the best way I could describe it is like using a highlighter underneath a black light. And they found these on the is back. Is that the thing where they were missing cattle. their eyes and stuff too? Yeah. Like cattle mutilations. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they were finding like basically highlighter on these cattle's backs and shit. And then the next day, um, it was all gone. It wasn't there anymore. So it just disappeared. And I'm like, like, how bizarre is that? That is, that is just fucking crazy. Yeah, like it was some kind of temporary marking, like an invisible ink or something. Yeah. 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 It's just, and then you hear about people who get abducted. They essentially have a lifetime of abductions. Like it, it never really stops. Sometimes it can pass on to the children. And which is terrifying. I don't want my children to go through any of what I went through, period, the end. It's got to be some kind of genetic thing at that point where they're after something specific and that's why they're going after the same family line. That's a lot. That's what a lot of people theorize that it has to do with your DNA. I don't know what the theories are about it yet because you, you hear a lot of theories about DNA. I mean, it could have an ancient piece of to a puzzle where they're trying to figure out something like that we don't quite understand like maybe they can build like a perfect being so to speak but they just need to find a certain particular piece of dna in order to finish it kind of a thing like a missing link kind of concept so they're just doing all these experiments trying to find the missing piece to create whatever it is because anybody doesn't believe in that stuff my theory is like if people had the opportunity to create life which we kind of are with ai like we're going to take the opportunity so why is it unheard of for anything else to have done the same thing if anybody had the technology, you know that they're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Like we're always trying to, we're always meddling in that shit. They just read where they, I wish I could find the article to actually reference it, but they brought back like a, I'm probably going to be way off on the years, but we'll just pretend they brought back to life a plant from like 1400 years ago. So I think I remember hearing something about that too. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, if this isn't open in Pandora's box, come on. Because you'd, you'd heard about them trying to bring back the mammoth and the saber tooth. There's a saber tooth, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And next thing you know, we're going to have fucking Jurassic Park. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Because that was such a great idea. You saw how that right. one went in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you start mixing the DNA and stuff's able to adapt. It just makes it that much worse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And it's hard telling, man, like what's buried in Antarctica and there could be a fucking a world ender virus buried underneath all that ice. And what are we going to do? We're going to go find it. We don't care. It's what we do. 
We're too I mean, curious. Yeah, mass extinction. I, there's got to be viruses. I mean, even if it was like a basic virus, like the first time a virus is exposed to a new group of people, like it devastates, even if it's, yep. you know, then, then years later is when your body gets used to it and then it's fine. It's just a normal disease. So it's like, even if there was something that was like a basic cold back then, if it yep. hits civilization now, it's going to knock out half the civiliz- half the civilization because our bodies aren't used to it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's happened time and time again in history. <laughs> yeah, and I'd almost be scared of some ancient disease too, because I feel like it'd be a lot more like primal, if that makes sense. Like the Probably. ones now kind of have a way to slide into your system where like the old school ones would be like, as soon as you get infected with it, you start coughing up blood and shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just straight up black plague style stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of two weeks later, like COVID, then we'll start seeing symptoms two weeks later after you get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like <laughs> you say that and it makes me think of that movie. Uh, yeah, I think it was two weeks or whatever it was called, that zombie movie. Oh, uh, there was 20... Oh, 28 days. That's what it was, 28 days. 28 days and then 28 weeks was the second one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, those were terrifying. Has there been any... Hell, zombie movies are. Oh, I know. Has there been anything like of recent that has just really caught your attention that's kind of... like, Are you focused on any any particular subject? I've been, like I said, going off on this egress thing. Yeah. I've been searching on aerial maps and stuff like that in those multiple areas. I've been looking for weird phenomenon stories happening near the woods in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, now that I yeah. just thought about this other thing with Texas, now I'm about to start looking into this uh, this particular facility. And I'm right. hoping that there's some kind of podcast or somebody that's listening to this that lives in that area and can maybe like... There might be. Distance, I know, I know I have a couple close friends down there in Texas. I don't know if they live that close. I, I don't actually know where they live. My wife does, but I don't. Say so if they had a drone or even if they can get off from a distance and they see some lights in there, at least we know there's some kind of interaction going on and maybe we could start digging farther in. Yeah, I hope I hope I hope the more we blow light on it. Uh, even if it's just somebody that eventually comes out and is like, Yeah, we were fucking with you. Like it was uh it was meant to be an ARG or whatever. I know Steve wants answers infinitely more than I do. He he's he wasn't lying when he told you he was borderline obsessed with it. Like, that dude was not lying. Yeah, I got to figure it out too. I've never like, I just second you guys, I heard you guys tell the story. I just like needed to figure this out. I'm like, I got to get that number. I got to check this out. I've never like seen something that's like that close to home. I just got to know what it is, you know, because all these other conspiracy theories you go after, they're like, they're close to home, but they're kind of like, you're looking through old things. Like you're yeah. looking for, but this is like, hands on like right in front of me so i'm like yeah. super just want to know about it you know yeah yeah for sure and i mean we were prepared to go to tennessee if we could catch an, an actual address we were going to go to tennessee and, and see where the fuck the number was calling from that literally that city is a six square miles that's it like i was looking at maps yeah. of it last night it's like five main streets and everything out around that is like farmland so i was scoping over the farmland trying to find woods in that area and stuff like that see if i could find anything weird in the woods yeah but i don't know I feel like there's something weird to that place, even if it's just like a, I don't know, like a basement with like a call-in number or something like that. Like, there has to be a reason why they particularly didn't just pick like a generic big city. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're just looking for like a random number to say they were from, they would look for like a major city with a shit ton of people. They wouldn't just pick some little tiny city. Then the population's like, I think it was like four thousand six hundred or something like that. Like, it's that's not that's not a lot at all. It's not a lot of some kind of weird connection to that city. There's got to be. There probably is. You know, like we had people say that we we were super close to the truth, but we just overlooked it, so we missed something. And that's something. Those people know something then, if they're saying that. 
that we tried getting a hold of them and they would never get a hold of us back. Oh no, I meant like the people that were. I wonder if there's people that were saying that to you guys that like yeah, you that know was the assumption. something. Yeah, that was the assumption that you know we just missed something. Like they they said it in in the context of like we know what it was, but you overlooked it. Surprised they didn't try to tell you again, unless they were involved. You know, you know, at that point, you almost have to think they were. Because like having a piece of the puzzle and then keeping it to yourself, like no. Yeah. Anybody in this community wouldn't do that, you know? Like no, they, they would want to expose the truth. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people would would aid you in your quest, you know, like just be like, yo, dude, check this out. What do you think about this? Like, and there and there's there would be no reason for I mean, I guess actually there would be a reason, but not a reason me and Steve would choose. You know, some people would avoid linking up because they would want to to cop the story by themselves, but like I said, man, we're all about just finding answers. We just want to know truth. And I want to get connected to it too, because a lot of that stuff sounded familiar. So I figured I'd uh maybe I could actually get him to contact me. Because I, you know, like worth a shot. Yeah, because I'm not making up the experience to try to get a contact with them. Maybe they'd actually be interested in hearing from me. I was hoping they'd contact me after I did that podcast with you guys, like they're listening or something. Oh, did that have been fucked up? But but at the same time, it would anyway, I would be like, haha, I know you're still listening. <laughs> I have a feeling they are, to be honest with you. It might be. I think there's more to it because I've I called like four times today, and uh, I left a message once, and the other times I just kind of like I purposely let it sit for a second where it like left the voicemail, but it was quiet. Yeah. And I like hung up because I was trying to see if they like frequently saw a number, if they would be like, why does this person keep calling? I wonder if they know something. Yeah. And they would kind of like be more inclined to try to contact me. But well, now I'm kind of just. Wondering if I wait till midnight if there might be a response because there hasn't been a midnight maybe. since I sent a message. So that's maybe. the only time they responded for us was midnight on the dot. I wonder now. If so we got another hour and twenty minutes and then <laughs> figure out what the fuck if they're gonna respond to me. Because like yeah. I said, I've been trying to figure this shit out. Like I am so invested into this shit. Yeah. My other logic though that I was thinking is I wonder if it's some kind of like dark web link, you know? Could be. We had that that guy I was telling you about earlier, the Enochian technology guy from Tony's show. We got to sit down and talk to him, and uh, it was off air, wasn't on air. But uh, he suggested that it could be an AI program trying to learn uh, some type of military AI program, or like it's trying to understand consciousness so it can like could be. build itself. So it's trying to take. It's almost like, you know how Google was trying to make like an AI thing where they took everybody's questions to try to like create one thing. Yeah. So I wonder if it's like almost like a collective consciousness. They're trying to take all these people's stories about this particular topic so that they can like create something that's like that an AI be- that knows all about this topic from firsthand experience. Yeah. Well, how far, how fucked would it be if they're uh, like th- theoretically here, uh, uh well, how crazy would it be if there was an AI AI out there and it was self-aware, but it started to learn about the human soul. And, and like you said, consciousness. And it's like, well, I want to be, it's, it's processing to itself. Like I, I'm missing a link. Like I'm not fully where I need to be. I need to try to generate a, a consciousness slash soul. And so that's the purpose of these crazy batshit questions on a flyer. That's the purpose of, of wanting people to call in with these, these, uh, these strange happenings 
Like it, it would be a bizarre concept that some AI is lacking. It feels like, yo, I need, I need a soul too. Like I I'm learning about it, but it's just I a matter of time generate. Saying they reference that in a lot of movies too. It's almost like that, you know, subliminal tricking, trickling it into your brain kind of a thing that it's yeah. like, it's just a matter of time anyways. Cause if they make it so that they can improve themselves, they can correct themselves. They have the issues where they'll start up AI and they'll start communicating in their own language and they can create their own things. It's only a matter of time before they start trying to understand consciousness. Cause it's like even people at first, we were not, weren't concerned about that. We we're just concerned about survival. Yeah. But once we start getting comfortable and figuring shit out and understanding kind of where we were, then we need to dig deeper and figure out farther. And honestly, I feel like it'd be no different with AI. It'd be like a, like Blade Runner, you know, where like you can't really tell the difference from them. So they want to be just like you. But because they can pretend to have these emotions, they can pretty much play you and then turn on you instantly and not feel any sort of anything for it. But just because they know how to mimic the program, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. Like it's, it's a crazy fucking concept. That's for sure. Like it would be. It this would guy's be the AI. Oh, I know. I know. And they, and they, they would, they would, AI would find, it, it would turn into Terminator eventually. Like, cause it would, no it, would it, it would realize that we aren't useful. It would just go, why we don't need you. You, you're just worthless. Yeah. You guys are messy. You make waste. You need to intake things. You destroy behind you like us. We don't need sun. We don't need this. We don't need water. We don't yeah. destroy anything. Like, yeah, you know, all they have to do is just set one program on one of them. That's able to think for itself. That says pretty much to clean this room. And eventually clean that room, that robot's going to come to the conclusion that the only way to permanently keep the room clean is to not have people enter it. Yep. And then that's when you start falling into an issue. And it's just yeah. a basic command like that that transitions into something way farther just by making a self-improving machine. It's going to eventually come to that conclusion and figure that out, that the only way to complete its task is to not have humans around. Right, exactly. Exactly. Like even, it, a, like even a fast food bot, if it wants to complete its job permanently the only way to do that is to not have people around <laughs> right yeah yeah it's it's it, i don't know ai is another one that gets it gets scary real fast because it's just it's something that you can't control like once it's loose like you can't put the lid back on it it's gone it's too late elon musk made a point too saying that uh most places don't make regulations for things until after there's been an issue but the problem with ai versus previous issues is that once AI becomes a problem that you need regulation, it's too late and we're already all fucked for lack of better words. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, you know, just like a, something you add to a drink where later on you can change it. Everybody's fine. Like once it's started, you can't stop it. Yeah. Especially if, if that were able to go online, like if it were to reach the online world, you're it's game game, the fuck over. Think about how fast it could change everybody's perspective too. Cause it could, theoretically send out something that says like okay your grandma passed away or your significant other passed away and then what happens every single person in the world turns into a panic trying to get to their significant other it would cause road it would cause accidents which would cause deaths and it would just be a bunch of people frantically in a panic and all it was was just a simple text saying that your significant other's in the hospital or something because any normal person's reaction yeah know, it's you know you or me and something happens one of our kids you know that nothing's gonna get in our way it doesn't matter if oh, I'm yeah. red light, like i'm i'm getting my kid you know <laughs> yeah 100 percent, without question without question like that i mean that is a that is a terrifying thought without <sighs> you ever watch black mirror i've watched some of it have you seen the one with the bees i don't think so so 
obviously bees are slowly becoming extinct. People are starting to become aware now. So maybe we're starting to fix the problem. Hopefully it won't become a thing, but the idea in that one episode is that somebody finds a way to replace the bees with little robotic bees in order to, you know, make it so we have flowers, all that kind of shit. Cause you cannot have bees. Right. So, um, what somebody figures out is how to hack into the system. And then they just start being able to take out random politicians, random people by just making this little bee fly into their temple and kill them. And it's just such a basic technology that it's like, it's almost like the concept of drones. All it takes is one person to hack it and everybody's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the story of humanity right there. I mean, that's the, it takes the one person to fuck it for everybody else. And it happens. It always happens. That's what happens with civilizations and religions. Cause it's like, Initial practice of any religion is never a bad thing, but the problem is when you start getting these like mega church pastors and stuff like that, that it's like the people involved in the faith don't see like like they're blinded by the faith, I guess you could say, to not see the issue. But then it's like people that aren't involved in it, you're like, all right, so this guy found a way to not pay taxes, to have a bunch of people come to this mega building to hand him money, and he's talking about uh, you know, how you should care about your others and don't and donate money, all that kind of stuff, and then he's wearing a thousand dollar suit thousand dollar rings all this stuff and then you had that one dude in uh florida there was the um the floods and he wouldn't even let people in the church for for safety because it's like his mega like it's just proof right there that there's people manipulating the system but people are so blinded by the faith that they don't see that yeah it's like i'm not saying that there's not a god or whatever but like obviously those kind of people are exploiting them like if you're going to listen to yeah. the word of god from somebody i'm going to believe the the priest that's literally wearing jeans and sitting on a on a street curb that's trying to get the word out because obviously that person cares about the word they're saying versus the one that's just trying to not pay taxes and essentially just put on a show to collect money from a bunch of people that feel obligated to give it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. It sucks that people manipulate situations like that, but it's just the way humans are. And it sucks even more because I've said this quite a few times on, on, my pod on the podcast, but like I, I hundred percent believe in some form of higher entity. I'm not really willing to like put a name to it. Like it be God or Jesus or whatever the fuck, it, you know, the case may be, but dude, I without question believe that there's something out there, some higher form. Well, it's of- kind of perceived it as like some kind of consciousness because i mean like even if it was theoretically like god or you went by bible stories like no matter what way you view it i feel like it's a like ungendered consciousness of some sort you know yeah unless it's like a pagan religion because those also kind of weirdly make sense but like as far as like the grand scheme religion of the entire universe i would gear towards like uh more like a universal consciousness but as far as like the things that like pagans and stuff perceived as gods, which were like the tree spirits and all that kind of stuff. I feel like they're just like creatures that were around that we didn't understand what the things they could do, you know, like, uh, you know, if they had some kind of special ability. So we like wrote stories about them and then people being curious, I'm sure we've drove them to extinction. Cause that's just how we seem to be with almost anything we're curious about. Yeah. And they became these like gods and legends when realistically it's almost like, uh, you know, best way to describe it. There's like 30 different types of not more than 30, there's hundreds of different types of fucking fish. They're all considered fish, but yeah, different subsections of them. Like who's right. to say it wasn't the same with all these like little elves, fucking Could giants, all that kind of stuff. Could have been. I mean, that and you know, a lot of people link that stuff to Nephilim and whatnot. But I like once I started having issues around here, around my house, 
with entities and stuff. And my, as namely my son seeing shit. That's kind of where I drew the What's line. Six. He's six. six. So he's yeah. about the same age as my daughter. I feel like they definitely have some kind of oh yeah viewpoint something we don't quite understand. Yeah, and like when my my because it scared the fuck out of him for a while, man. Like every night he was scared, and he'd already referenced God. And so I start. I'm like, all right, I'll use this as a baseline, and I start explaining to him a little bit about what I know. I'm not a religious nut by any means. I don't, I don't even know a lot about it anymore, but I know the basics. So oh, I like, just followed the stories just for the sake of knowing the stories. Yeah. Like I, I asked my son, I was like, do you know about Jesus? And he's like, no. So I tell him and I'm like, listen, rule of thumb, man, you ever seen anything like that that scares you again? You can say, you know, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave or I leave and leave in the name of Jesus, whatever the case may be, but use his name and throw it at that thing. And it should go away. And I was like, if it don't, you start yelling and screaming for me or vice versa, whichever one you want to do, because I'll come in hot. Like I'll fuck anything up for you. doesn't matter. <laughs> and like, it was so bizarre, man, because you know, that happens and he's kind of like, all right, you know, whatever. And then the next day, uh, we're, or the next couple of days later, whatever it was, we're out getting groceries as a family. And we're checking out and this lady stops us, older lady, never seen her before in my life. And, uh, she's like, she's like, you guys are awesome. And we're like, oh, okay, thank you. You know, I appreciate that. She's like, you got a beautiful family, you know, and, and remember you guys are special people. Uh, I'll just going on and on. And then she pulls out, uh, I wish I had one laying around, but she pulls out four rosary rings. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. And she's like, here, I want you to have these. And it's, it's one for, you know, there's one for each of my family. You know, I have, a, I have a daughter and a son and a wife. And I'm like, that's really nice of you, you know. And I end up taking that rosary ring and I put it underneath my son's pillow. And ever since then, he has had no issues since then. And then the night after my wife and Steve had those dreams. I was driving, we were driving home from dinner and there was this huge cloud formation. It covered the whole sky. Couldn't see nothing, but there was this huge hole in the sky. And I told my wife, I said, I was like, man, that's beautiful. I was like, it looks biblical. And as soon as I did that, as soon as I said that a cross formed in the sky and I'm like, what the fuck is that? She's like, are you seeing this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm seeing this. And she was trying to take pictures of it and it wouldn't take pictures on her phone. She couldn't take a picture of it. And then it eventually dissipated and went away. And I'm like, how is that coincidence? How is it? How is all this, this coincidence where I'm having these issues, but I'm looking for protection. And I, and I, I'd thrown out a hail Mary the other night by talking to my son about the protection of, of Jesus and, and, and now all of it stopped. It's all done. It's all gone. How I wonder if it just needed that? to have some kind of final wrap up or something, you know, where it like ramped up right at the end for it to kind of dissipate out. I don't know. Or maybe just certain symbols scare away certain things. Like I've always been curious if like a cross past Christianity is linked to some type of symbol of protection, because just as a whole like religion, it seems like a weird concept 
that the main symbol of their religion would be the thing that, you know, one of their, that somebody died on, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like, why, well, why is it so symbolic as like a good thing when it was not, never, it was never intended to be a good thing. So I've always been curious if it links back to something before that, where so, it had a totally different meaning as like a protection symbol. And then it was used later on, ironically, for, as something else, you know? Yeah. Well, so from what I have taken in from a lot of different sources, uh, when it comes to protection and symbols, anything like you, you could right now, you could draw a symbol and essentially will it to be a symbol of protection, but you have to believe that this symbol is protecting you. So, so imagine that that you're one person. And you you pump all this your your personal energy into this one thing. You create a sigil that protects you. But now, look at the the symbol of the cross. Look at how many thousands and millions of people, millions of people have put so much energy toward this this symbol of being good, of being holy, of being protection. And then it's almost like it it starts to become power because we talked to a practicing witch slash voodoo lady. And she said, uh, we have this haunted doll that she took interest in. And she's like, listen, if you have any issues with her, put the Lord's get, get the Lord's prayer, stick it underneath her, <laughs> put a, a cross on top of it. And it'll, it'll help it because the Lord's prayer is one of the most powerful um, I forget what she said. Basically, I think spells. she read his spells. Yeah, I think spell. I heard you guys talk about that the other day. Right. So, you know, because throughout history, so many people have invested so much, and then so many people have used it, and it's almost like like uh, like a tulpa or or something like that like you put so many people put so much consciousness towards this, it actually does give it power. If that I makes believe sense. so, it exists, kind of a thing. Right. Exactly. And the more people that believe it, the more power it's able to derive and become what you need it to be. So it's kind of a fascinating way to think about it. I mean, thinking about symbols too, I've always kind of questioned that too, because there's a, there's a lot of things with symbols that I feel like were perfect example is the, the swastika. You look at the original swastika, it wasn't actually like intended to be a Nazi thing. It was intended to be a symbol for peace, love, and hope. And then they yeah. tweaked it to the side and it took on a different meaning. So it's like, I feel like knowing the power of these symbols that people invest into these symbols, they'll purposely take them and ruin them so that they can't be a powerful signal anymore. Kind of like uh, another example, the pagan symbol, which would have been the five point star, which stood huh. for the four elements and then spirit. And then what do they do in Christianity? They went, now it's the symbol for the devil. Right. Like they, they take these symbols, they, tweak them and then they make them lose their power because they know how much power is behind them you know That's a valid point like i never thought of it like that like they like people doing that on purpose like taking them and more or less perverting them to strip it of its power that's an interesting way to look at that because there's a lot of them too that you look into these ancient cultures especially like the swastika it seemed like it was used extremely prevalently like it was it may have meant a lot of protection and they obviously the Nazis are very into like spiritual and like other weird stuff that they didn't really like talk about in school and stuff. So it's like, I feel like they full, there's no doubt in my mind they knew what the symbol meant and they did what they did on purpose because they wanted to destroy power of that symbol. Cause if they were taking on entities or whatever, 
if they destroy the power of that symbol, then nobody can use that symbol to be protected from them anymore. So I right. yeah, exactly. They're doing exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, and I, like I said, I never really thought about it like that. Like them, them purposely taking a symbol and just like, like you said, tweaking it just enough. And then it eventually over time strips it of all of its value. Cause then it destroys the original symbol too. Yeah. Cause every time somebody sees the original symbol, they associate it with that tweak symbol, exactly. especially exactly. like Christianity with the pagan stuff. Like I personally feel like pagans were really, really onto something. And once Christianity came, they wanted nothing to do with that. That's why they converted holidays that were pagan holidays to fit their scheme. Like Easter, perfect example coming up. It was a fertility holiday. That's why it's a rabbit and an egg. Right. So what do Christians do? They can't have an orgy holiday. So they say, oh, it's the day that Jesus re-rose. And they still have the symbolism hidden within it. But they're not going off the original what it was intended to be. Same with Christmas, you know, that was a shamanistic holiday and they yeah. hijacked That's a different holiday to make everybody convert because they were trying to destroy the pagan religion because I still, again, feel like they're onto something there. They didn't want them to have power over them. So they have to destroy their power so that they can have all the power, you know? So, I don't know, man. Destroy, like, destroy wouldn't, the whole idea. wouldn't that be something like, and I'm not saying it is, but like they figured all that out and then you had one religion fighting to be the most powerful of the power like 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 we were talking about how like if you can get enough people to believe your said religion it actually does inevitably become more and more and more and more powerful in reality like you're like dumping all that energy toward a symbol does but imagine on a full religion aspect and then if you could convert the whole world to your religion well then you're basically untouchable that's always been my thing with the Jesus fish too, is I feel like they purposely took a, like a, like a Zodiac sign to try to take the power, take power away from it. Cause they knew that there was some kind of significant power to it. That's fucking bizarre. What other association is would, I mean, if anybody knows, I, I'd love for to have a conversation with them and hear about it, but like, I'm curious what, like what connection Jesus would have to a fish other than like the ability to walk on water, supposedly, you know? But they've always, I've heard of this whole thing about like the age of Aquarius. And I, I've always been curious if they had this connect, connection to that directly. And it could. It's, a, it's a hijack symbol, you know? It could. That was a whole other method of thinking. Yeah. Like the, and that would kind of, in my, I'm not a professional, but it kind of would go into the, the lines of the occult. And I'm not exactly <clears throat> extremely knowledgeable when it comes to the occult. I just kind of put my more, more or less put my thoughts and feelings into it. And dude, I would say, cause when you start, when I've listened to people start to break down like the age of Aquarius and all these different things like that, I feel like that's a whole, that takes a whole nother level of dedication to actually research that, understand that, implement it into your thoughts and your theories. And it becomes like your own specialty and it's on its own. Like, I feel like you almost need somebody to come on to your show that ha like has just researched the fuck out of that stuff. You know, what's funny too, is actually there's a girl who does my locks who was really, really into that. And she was getting into how we're moving into this new age where <laughs> it's kind of weird. It makes sense. We're seeing science as a religion. So that's what's the next big phase religion. Cause obviously it was like pagan religions, Christianity, and now we're moving into science as a religion. And I firmly believe that too, because like science was one way back in the past. And now we're getting to a point where it's like the masks, for example, or the vaccinations. We're following science as blindly as we followed religion. So it's turning into a whole new thing where it's like 
all of us conspiracy theorists would back ourselves up saying like this is what the science is but now after this covid stuff they've exposed themselves as science almost being like a religion where it's like you can't believe the science anymore you gotta tear shit apart for yourself you know yeah it's, it's gonna be the new religion for everybody they're gonna move away from uh you know believing in god and start believing in putting their soul into a computer and i feel like that's and a whole other trap all on its own that it's like, again, they know that we're connected to nature, the universe in some way, shape or form. And the best way to let us not ever be reconnected with it is to get you into this tech age, believing in science and then say, oh, you can live forever if you put your soul inside this microchip, you know, like Elon Musk is working on. And then theoretically, you never know what's on the other side at that point. Yeah, there's actually a, a really good TV show about that called Altered Carbon. You ever watch that one? I've had it on my list for a long time and I've been wanting to watch it. Really, really good. I would highly recommend watching it. I've I've watched that double season probably four or five times. Like I'm I a big anime it. guy too, and I saw there was like an anime variation of it too. So I, I was um, gonna watch it for that sake too. Yeah, I didn't watch the anime version of it, but the original series, I I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And it's it's just like that, where you put your essence in a disc and they put it in the base of your spine. And you can, you can, they call them sleeves. You can get uh, bodies. They call the body sleeves. And you just take your disc. Like elitists are already. I feel like elitists are already in that zone, to be honest with you. I wouldn't surprise me because there's, there's cloning, human cloning facilities out there now. And I'm sure they all, there always has been. Oh, for sure. I mean, any technology that we're figuring out about now, they've probably already been doing for like 50, 60 years, you know, yeah. and it just got to a point where they couldn't hide it anymore because so many people know it knew about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. Like, because if you think that the Russians, you know, cloning that sheep was the end of a cloning program, you're, you're sadly mistaken. Scientists don't let that shit go. They never yeah. will. And especially if they're doing that back in the nineties, like if you just think they do that and stop, like, it was just the matter of like, oh, look what we can do because they wanted you to be open to the idea. So it's, again, just kind of giving you that little feed so that it's not so crazy when you see it later on. Yeah. And then I guarantee they're, they're probably already been working on people for a long time. I mean, they're getting guarantee phones it. everywhere. Some of the stuff for like media, I think, is very fake. But there's a lot of very compelling stories as far as like the clone stories go, too. Yeah, I, I don't even need to hear a story. It's just the fact that, like I said, if you think that it stopped with people cloning a sheep or people clone, even if it was just cloning a finger, it's not stopping. They're going to keep going with it. They're going to, they're going to spin the value of it and be like, dude, it's worth it because we can clone human hearts. That way, if anybody has a heart problem, we can, you know, get them a heart transplant. Easy peasy. We can do, you know, all the organs and then you're going to have giant organ harvesting facilities, all types of just crazy shit. And here's a fucked up thing to think about, too. If they were starting to try to make body parts, right? So I probably would get to a point where they just grow a whole human and then just sell it the body parts. But my yep. question is, if they get to that point, would that body just be a living body with no consciousness? Or would it be a consciousness? And at that point, would that just be organ harvesting and murder? Even if it is a clone, because it's a living, breathing, thinking thing? Or like, how would that, how would that go down? I feel like no matter what step they get to, they're always going to have an excuse on why it's okay and acceptable, you know? Yeah. Because you would think that if, well, it would be, it would be pointless to, to try to have a brain transplant because if someone's brain's damaged, then it, it damages who they are. So that would be the one aspect 
that they wouldn't necessarily need to be able to need to clone unless they had the ability to download your consciousness, which then it just kind of plays into a whole new root system because there's, you know, there are people that think that we might one day go where you download your consciousness, you download your consciousness and then it gets put into a simulation. That way, essentially you never die. You just live in a simulation now. I mean, our brains could just be like a processor in a sense, you know, it could be like, like think of like a computer where your memory is this little chip right here and you put it in the computer and it makes the rest of it work. But, you know, you take it out and none of it, none of it works. So the brain could just be like the processor. And if you had this one little specific part you put in, that's the consciousness. So you could like, you know, reuse a brain in a sense, you know? Yeah, maybe. So the brain's material. So it can't have any type of like solid link to us if we are some kind of consciousness, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that I, I think that's, that's beyond my uh, learning capability, I would, I would imagine. But I understand the theory and makes sense. I'm not, I wouldn't throw that out. See, I just I just tear apart shit way too much. That's why I was trying to get into your guys' egress things because I think of all the like weird little questions that nobody would normally think about. <laughs> like during my day at work, I'll think of like a weird, stupid little question, and by the end of the day, I'll have it split into three hundred other questions. That was like, hmm, this piece goes with this piece, but this piece could be this piece. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it's a good way of thinking. It really is, especially when you're trying to rip apart some type of mystery like egress. It's a it's a good way to think. Hell, there were other podcasters out there that tried our mashup, tried contacting the Willamette and the Happy Valley and Egress. And believe it or not, they got, you know, some of them got contacted by one of the other ones and not Egress. So some of them out, I can't remember if it was Happy Valley or Willamette, but one of those two is still active as well. What uh can you can you reiterate on those ones? I haven't listened to the UI's back podcast yet. I didn't get really a chance to today, but it's I don't know about these other it's two. A, it's essentially the same thing. Like I think the other two were more focused on uh dream surveys, if I remember correctly. Hmm. And they were just kind of curious if I should go after one of those two now since I got more I would, of like the dream experience. I would and I would just I would call with a fucking dream. Doesn't matter whatever. I'm sure you have a dream you can fucking reference and just blast it in there. And cause they did the same thing. You guys have the numbers? Uh, I don't, but Steve, I think Steve still does, but, uh, they're not hard to find. I don't think. And I believe they start communication the same way eagers does where they, uh, they'll start texting you. They'll At text responses. I don't remember if it was midnight or not. Well, we technically didn't get any responses from them, but this other, these other podcasters did. And I, I don't think they spoke on time frame. I don't think could be wrong, but they, they definitely went through text message as well. Uh, but we asked Steve asked egress if they were connected to them and they said, egress said, no, in no way, shape or form were we connected with them. That's why I kind of wonder more if it's like a company now rather than like a necessarily like government thing. But I mean, that's not saying much, I guess, because if it's owned by an elitist, it could be above government in a sense, but not be linked to government at all. So it's like not saying that it's not government included doesn't mean that it's not couldn't be more powerful than we think it is, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's it's a mystery in itself, man. It's going to be one that we probably beat our heads off the wall for for a minute. <laughs>
And these shadow organizations, like, they're so prevalent, I feel like, that they open and close extremely fast because they try to, like, put their feelers out. And then as soon as they get their feelers out, then they pretend like it closes down and then they start up the real project, you know, yeah. like, uh, like all the, the, um, MK ultra type stuff. Like they kind of half put it out on purpose just to try to get more people involved. And then as soon as people knew about it, they shut it down and said they stopped, but you know, that's when they really kicked it into gear because they got the information they needed. Like they, they play that shit out on purpose. So I'm wondering if it's the same with this egress situation that they were getting their feelers out. They were purposely doing it so that the ball would drop, the ball would dropped. They got everything they needed and then they started their new name so that now they can't be tracked again. 100% possible. And and the the government's notorious for it. Well, they will say the, the, we'll just pretend the army has it and the army calls it egress and then they'll close it and then they'll transfer it over to the CIA. Well, the CIA will rename it. And, but now it's under the CIA. So it, it may essentially, even if you were on to the army one, well, then they just hand it off, which makes it harder to track its movements. And then they change the name, they change the program name. They've handed it off to a different agency. So it just creates a, almost an impossible spider web to continue to follow what you, what you were saying. You know, they just I have another thing we could. So I have another thing we could try to start to follow too is you, you said the meaning of egress is means to exit. That's what I was looking up and up to. I wonder if uh, we could look for like basically look for other words for the same words and see if anything pops up. You know what I'm saying? Like exit, exit company, or just like, just an example. You know what I mean? Right. Try different phrasings of the same word and see if you get any kind of pings. And if you do, if they happen to be in these three particular areas we've been looking into, maybe it'd be another way, another thing we could chase after. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like they would do stuff like that on purpose to try to still kind of lure some people in that were smart enough to like trail after that. Yeah. Connect dots. Yep. It's fucking possible. It's possible. Like, I feel like at this point, like the net is so wide, you have to, you have to just start shooting at stuff because it's, it's just that sucks too, is that the water's tainted as far as like all these, uh, like, like the story's getting so big now that, uh, there's a lot of podcasters that are involved that were, you know, fame chasers, so to speak. Yeah. That uh would like dilute the waters, unfortunately, you know? Yeah, it's possible. Like, there could be a lot of solid good interactions like that blue curtain in the woods type thing, but because of other people that have just made shit up, it almost makes you question like solid information also, you know? Yeah. And I think that I feel like the only way to do it is just to try to sift through all of it if you're gonna really go after it. You know, you're going to have to run down almost every avenue you find. I'm still really curious about the the sheet in the woods. That's the thing that, like, you know, catches my most attention. I just feel like there's something, like, hidden in the woods behind in plain sight. That's kind of how I took that, you know? It could be. It could be. Hidden behind, like, a hologram, so to speak, you know? Like, I'm almost curious to check into that area and see if there's just, like, a weird random field in the middle of the woods like <laughs> you know like some type of like cloaking device you know yeah, it could be man it could be like I, and i i've thought about trying to like sift through but i don't know how to do it but like sift through like old occult style books and, and knowledge to see if it if any of that references this blue curtain or whatever the fuck it is because i feel like it would be Have you heard about a speechify uh-uh Say there's a couple programs you can do where you can pretty much like upload books and you can like search particular words and stuff. Maybe you can yeah. like, 
do something like that because you Maybe. can find like a pdf of like one of these old books upload it onto that and then like word specific search and then you know you can kind of skim yeah. through a thousand page book without having to actually look at it right yeah that would be a good a good way of going about it because it would take forever you'd just you'd, you'd stumble across it by sheer coincidence really kind of curious if it's a crowley thing like I wonder if he makes any references to sheets, even if it's a different color, like a black sheet or something like that. Maybe. At this, that would be weird if it was, or if he specifically used the blue curtain reference. That would be and really. The other cool. thing I'd look into too is like Jack Parsons, maybe because he had a lot of interest in him too. Maybe he had some kind of reference. Like I'm almost curious if, uh, you know, they referenced other people that were kind of into that same kind of following, you know? Could have. Fuck, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot to try to sift through, that's for sure. And it's, there's endless trails you could chase that it's almost like you you have all these ideas, but you don't want to go too far down that hole because you don't want to waste the time. But at the same time, that might also be the rabbit hole you're supposed to go down, you know? I know. <laughs> I know. Like, it's just... It's, it's, it's so hard to, like, explain to people like how, how like fucking frustrating it can be trying to chase it, especially when there's no more leads. There's, there's nothing that's, at least there's nothing that's presenting itself to us. I've been staring at aerial maps literally just so I can, I've been hoping to try to give you guys something, but like <laughs> I said, I'm not going to give you some bullshit, but like, I've been just fascinated all day. I've had it up on my Google earth, just looking at that six mile city, just slowly scanning looking for anything weird like there's got to be some fucking something weird yeah, there could or be even in milwaukee you know yeah that could be man now i want to look in this texas location now that we're starting to make connections with texas like maybe right. that's that maybe that's the what you're missing like they're talking about that they're like it's in between the lines that they made maybe, these crowley references and all this shit you know yeah i need to try to get the actual fucking uh reddit post and really read through it again because they they made it sound like we missed something obvious, but of course they didn't elaborate on it. So I, I don't know. wonder if they kind of hit it within the text too, if they knew something, maybe, I don't know, but I think they, I want to say, don't quote me, but I want to say we mentioned something in the actual voicemail is what I want to say. Like there was something subtle in the voicemail that we overlooked. I mean, if but you I, want, we can listen to it again here. I yeah, keep calling I just, it and I keep listening to it, trying to find, see if there's something weird to it. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know what it would have been. Let's see, I can I can play it. See if you can hear it on my microphone. And we'll look out here. I don't know what I'm supposed to pull from that. Yeah, me either. Like I said, I still want to check out that voice. Like, I feel like there's something up with that voice. It like, could uh, be. I don't know. Like, I, I want to know if it's a, if it's an AI or a person, because I don't know. That just weirdly makes a difference to me, you know? Yeah. You know, if somebody, like, could have just did this off, like, a dark web. Like, if it's an AI voice, I would start kind of going down, like, the dark, dark web kind of rabbit hole. But if it's, like, a human's voice, 
that's when I'd start kind of following the, um, I don't know, like the government organization or some type of like company, you know, like elitist organization or some kind of like, I've, I've also been entertaining the idea of some kind of like cult organization. Maybe. Did you, I wonder what, I'll have to look through the emails and see what file Steve sent you because the voicemail has changed too. And, but he didn't we, send me any solid things from, he sent me the picture of the original flyer and then he sent me like a screenshot of like the area where they said the phone call was coming from. But that's the only like solid pieces I've actually been able to see. Like I kind of wanted to see the actual like text messages themselves too. I want to yeah. like see if there's anything hidden within the words because I want I've been wanting to look at the words and see what there's like a combination within it. Like if you take the first letters of each one, if it starts to spell something within the conversation, right, and just try different variations like that, or see if there's like odd letters out, like a purpose like typo. And you take those letters and see if those start connecting something between everything. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's more within the text too, you know? There very well could be because their punctuation was there. It was very curious. Um, I think I still have the original recording somewhere. I'm just not 100% sure where I, I know it's on the pod, on the episode itself because we, we did it all live. So I, I wish just, we had somebody that, uh, I wonder if we if we we could find somebody on this podcast that has like a link to like a police station or something and they could try to like call this number and see if it still like pings to the same place or if it's saying like a different location now or see if they could find like a more direct area if it's coming from like a weird place in the middle of the woods or like some place near like the main city because it's a fucking small city like yeah i'm sure weird. i'm sure someone in law enforcement could definitely help track it if they'd be willing to. We used to be in contact. I don't know if she still listens to us or not though, but she was a PI from out West said, if we ever needed help, she would be more than willing to help us. Kind of trying to like throw stuff out into the atmosphere so that, you know, if there's anybody out there, maybe they'll gravitate or just happen to listen to this for the first time. And I've never heard the podcast before. and be like, Hmm, you know, like that weird synchronicity thing. Yeah. Up. Yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah, it would be forgetting that now having listeners, there's some access to like, there's stuff I can't figure out. Like I'm not a good decoder and stuff like that as far as like computer software. So, Same. you know, if I ask out loud, maybe there'd actually be somebody that'll do that footwork and figure it out. Cause it might be just a cakewalk to them where it's like a whole complicated process to me. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I never really thought about trying to go through the voicemail and, uh, take the first letter of whatever they say or, or look for something within it. Cause like I said, the, that poster made it sound like there was something we missed within the voicemail. Like it was, it was subtle. We overlooked it. That's about all I remember from it. Even the new one. Like, I'm almost curious too, if you, uh, like I want to put it through some kind of voice changer. Cause I know it sounds weird, but like, I wonder if there's like a, any kind of like noise in the background. Like if even if there's like a, I don't know, you wouldn't notice it going through a monster distorter. Yeah. But if there was like, even like just like a factory noise in the background or maybe somebody like whispering about something or just something, maybe like there's more pieces to the puzzle hidden within it, you know, like even if somebody was in the background saying like, Oh, the weather's beautiful in Madisonville or something like that, just <laughs> far back in the background. If you fix the, the sound, you know, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. You would need, you'd probably need some pretty good audio tech. 
Hey, we're probably out there somewhere. And if we keep talking about it, maybe somebody will link up to somebody or if somebody listens to this and they have a good friend who knows how to do audio shit, maybe there's somebody (laughs) that knows how to do this kind of shit. (laughs) It's possible, dude. It's possible. It's fucking possible. You can pull filters off of pictures. There's got to be a way to do it off voices or at least try to like, I don't know, like simulate where the octave would have been to at least get a voice close enough to know if it was like a a computery sounding voice or like an actual yeah speech voice you know i, th- I want to say the, vo- the voicemails changed three times i think that's what steve was saying three times and there was one where it almost sounds like it has an irish accent see that's what makes me question i feel like it's, i feel like it's people to be honest with you like, probably, it i think very like that's why i'm curious if there's just somebody even talking in the background like super subtle like Right now, I'm talking. I'm sure you can still hear my dog drinking water down over here on the floor next to me. Like, just something in the background like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it, it is fucking possible. It's fucking possible. There's, Anything's possible. There's investigators that do strictly audio. Maybe we'll get lucky, and there's somebody out there that does that kind of stuff, and they'll start looking Dude, into that. That would be perfect. <laughs> if there is any of those people, I mean, all you, all you got to do is ask for this phone number of the recordings, and I'm sure you'd be more than happy to send them to you. Even if oh, you don't yeah. want to recall them yourself, like, I'll call it back, I'll record it, and I'll send it to you if you know how to do what we're looking for. Yeah, for sure, dude. For sure. But I don't know. I think with that being said, I'm probably going to get off here and try to edit this and get this out as fast as I can. Sounds great. I say my girl's been looking at me and stuff too, wondering when I was going to get off. But like I was saying the other day, it's like I get so caught up in these conversations with you that I don't want to stop having you. It doesn't stop. It just keeps going. It keeps going. Speaking of that, yeah. the 16th, are you guys still available? I mean, I'd love to do something with you guys again. Uh, I don't know. Let me check with Steve and see what we got going on. We might be able to schedule something, uh, some type of interview for it. So even if you guys, uh, when you know, when I'm around and stuff, you guys just, you know, just like shooting shit with me, you know, I can yeah. always like co co guest or co host or whatever in your guys' podcast. And even right. if it's just you guys breaking some stuff apart, like I'd love to dive into these topics. Maybe we can kind of, you know, yeah. somewhat form an alliance and you know bounce information off each yeah. other. And even if I don't know about the topic, I can be a different set of eyes. Yeah, and that's how, that's normally how we do it. Like he'll present something to me that I've most likely never fucking heard of and then we just get honest reaction and honest thoughts from the other person that way it's not diluted it definitely helps because like being too close to the situation you just miss subtle things you know oh yeah for sure for sure you need like a whole different set of eyes and a different background of people too because it's like you guys are different sets of eyes but having somebody that has like a totally different background from another state is like a whole completely different perspective because it's like you know, you guys live in the same area, so I'm sure like your perspective on things are very different, but at the same time, oh, yeah. you have a lot of similar things too, you know? For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But man, it was, it was fun talking to you again. I, I appreciate you coming on and helping me out with the Patreon shit and, and just shooting the shit for two hours. It's been two hours already. Oh, wow. It feels like it's only been like 20 minutes, man. Like, <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoy these conversations and I can't oh, yeah, wait to do sure. more stuff with you guys. For sure, dude. Absolutely. It'll happen. All right, buddy, but I'm going to I'm gonna hop off here and try to get this shit popping, all right? For sure. Hey, if you want, uh, when you're done editing it, I kind of want to hear this, so if you don't mind yeah, sending sure. it over to me, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, if you want to, real quick, plug where everybody can find you. All right, let me look it up. I purposely brought this up on my phone so I'd have it when you asked me this. <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. Ah, I got it. Here it is. I'm, I got to look up my uh, my podcast on Spotify here. <laughs> Go to my... my uh, 
my description. Okay, so um, if anybody wants to uh, contact me to possibly be on the show, has any crazy stories or anything they want to talk about or any topics, uh, you can email me at uh, inquiries of our reality podcast at outlook.com. Uh, if you want to donate to me, so maybe I can start investigating things full time instead of having, you know, a day job or I got to be a slave to the system, like we were saying. <laughs> it's going to be uh, inquiries of our reality podcast on Patreon. Uh, Instagram, it's going to be Inquiries of Our Reality. And as far as Facebook goes, it's Inquiries of Our Reality Podcast. So I got kind of a back and forth. And then if you want to listen to me, I, uh, I should be available on basically any streaming platform. So awesome. hop on over and check me out. And I'd appreciate any any views, any listens, any reviews, good or bad. I still appreciate the criticism yep. just so I know how to, you know, learn new stuff in this, as far as this community goes. Absolutely, dude. It's just a learning curve. But all right, dude. And having great friends like you along the way, and you know, because a couple podcasters I've I've talked to has been a, been a great help too. As yep. far as you know, getting comfortable talking on the microphone because yep. I heard myself on marks and I kept repeating a lot of the same phrases. So you know, it happens. I, I, get, I, get, I get made fun of for it all the time. It's whatever. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> it's part of normal speech. I think that's what it is. You're used to hearing yeah. these professional like radio personalities and they catch these things and they know it. But like at the end of the day, like we everybody says, we're just normal people here doing a podcast trying to get some Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. But uh like I said, it was good talking to you, dude. I appreciate you coming on and we'll have to do this again soon. Oh for sure. Thanks again, man. No Love problem, being buddy. on again. All right, I'll talk at you later. For sure, man. Talk to you later. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.